Parental discretion is advised. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us and IndieWrestling.network for your independent wrestling entertainment. Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you, supporting us at Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. the wrestling mayhem show over 820 episodes we've been talking about professionalized wrestling i'm mike sorg at sorgatron on the twitter here in the sorgatron media studios in pittsburgh pennsylvania ready to talk wrestling with you as we do it's the tuesday night party if you will and we got a hell of a crew with us tonight and very exciting because somebody's getting towed in front oh, no, that's it there and somebody's getting towed in front of the studio right now oh my god that that they are not getting back to florida because that's the place that they were that were on that car so they are going to be very, very sad, and we'll probably get a reaction shot in, in a while. There's a mysterious person there in that, in that, in that. Uh, I'm sorry, audio people, by the way, <laughs> but it's usually the way. But anyways, we do have with us first from Beacon, New York. He's the only Mayhemer with a future endeavor letter from the WWE. He is mad, Mike. Oh yeah, Sorg, and I'm wearing my Jurassic Valley t-shirt from hawaii jurassic valley yeah that's right you visited yeah, that i went thing. to jurassic valley it was yes great. i love it i well, love it only got chased by three dinosaurs three dinosaurs mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy also with us from riz plays games the riz i'm wearing my orange shirt <laughs> um so you can see yes, him I'm at here. night yes it's very very reflective in my dark ass room here okay uh, but yeah I, I really want to see the like I I want in the corner like when we when we when we like do the post thing here sort mm-hmm. I want in the corner just the live shot of that of your angle of the car. Well, wait, just... wait, wait, hold on a second. So we can do at least this um, situation. So we'll do that. Oh wait, no, though, we'll do that, nope. and then I'm, I'm in the corner. Go. So now I can play by play things as it's going. You can see That's the car is being pulled the onto the flatbed right now, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then ducking out of the shot uh first time on the show but not the first time in the studio yeah i was worried because like i didn't i'm like i didn't give her an address i'm like oh wait she has been here before and <laughs> emily fear is joining us now on the couch in the studio of the grit and glitter podcast uh and somebody who i follow i read all the time on twitter uh <laughs> Um, no, it was great to have you back in. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me back. It's been cool to join this show. I think I was on twice uh, on the other show to talk about intergender wrestling. So. Was it twice? Did we do? Oh, you were on both panels. Yeah. Okay. They they all replay and they all mush in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I think it was all the same people on both the panels. So. Right, because it was Badger and Ziggy. <laughs> and marcus and d and yes yes uh so <laughs> those are great uh, and and so much has happened so oh no we were blocking a train with that situation out there <laughs> so oh, no. uh, <laughs> well i mean what are you gonna do you know I, we're the last mile in pittsburgh technically he was blocking that train yes florida Florida was filing things up and they're going to show up and I'm going to see some confused people very, very shortly, I think. So oh, do, do you have a camera recording? on? The uh, it is not recording you? until I switch to this, which they'll see that we're okay. looking at them inside the screen, you know, inside inside here. 
uh, on the screen that that I have set up as a monitor for Emily here, so that you can see <laughs> your beautiful faces out there, Internet land. But anyways, and if you, you you're here on such an exciting night. I, <laughs> I didn't expect all this action and no. intrigue. Welcome to Beachview. We have a taco stand mm -hmm. and free towing. Um, thank you, City of Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's what I pay taxes for, apparently. Uh, but anyways, um. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I just in my head started thinking of a Florida man headline for later. Please let me know Florida man headlines for uh, our current situation in front of the studio in the chat room. And you're on all the chat Florida rooms. Oh, no, sorry, I got one already. Hmm. Florida man tries to escape FBI by parking in front of local podcast studio. There you go. There you go. And show title, apparently. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, this is the Wrestling Mayhem Show. You can check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can hit us up at that email address. Good times! Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com uh, or 412-206-WMS0. You can hit us up on all the social medias, including at Mayhem Show on the Twitter. And we are streaming live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And just double check in here. Yes, and we are streaming. Uh, <laughs> so yes, we are. Make so. sure I'm not a liar. And we've just been talking to ourselves the whole time. But we are streaming live on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, on the Sorgatron Media Twitch page, and on the IndieWrestling.us Twitch and YouTube pages, and I think the Twitter as well. Uh, and we have the chat rooms for I think all but one of those. And we are experimenting. I understand it's a little staticky or something, but we have been playing with. We are uh, also streaming the audio to Twitter Spaces. If you would like to participate that way. So thank you everybody that is participating and in there and, and hanging out in all of these chat rooms. We do appreciate it. Um, and also thank you to our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show. Thank you to our friends at the fan of the show level. Bo Diggity! Woo! As well as Ed Burke and Team Hammerfist at the Poppy Club level, Dave Ponder and Bobby FJ Town at the Pizza Club level, Doc Remedy and the Riz. Hi, Riz. That's you. Uh, and at the manager level, Bradley and the mother of dragons, Tina Keys. You guys can support the show too. We throw some extra content every out there every once in a while, or sometimes have calls up to action to join us on the show. As we did a couple of weeks ago after the Vince McMahon retirement, we invited everybody on, I think on the Monday night show uh, to come and uh, uh, get their opinions uh, uh, heard there. Uh, so you can uh, become part of that community at patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show. Uh, and then thank you so much, everybody that does continue to support the show. So let's get into the news of the week. We touched a little bit on last night, but since we, we I mean, and if you're missing it, uh, of course, Monday night is, has returned to its old roots of recapping Monday Night Raw because it doesn't make us sad anymore. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and, and I guess before I get into it, I want to get into some, some AEW news, but, but since we do have some other voices here, I do want to, we should probably touch base on that too. Uh, so, so Riz, Emily, I mean, have you been regularly watching WWE since the, the, the big changeover, since Papa H got involved and, 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 and has the vibe been uh, different to you as well? I still don't watch WWE. Okay. Uh, I have longs had a habit of not watching D WWE. Um, so I haven't broken that habit yet. <laughs> um, I'm giving it some time before I, I put a toe in. I watch a lot of other wrestling. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, it's so much more to add in if I'm going to, to dive in there and I'm not willing to do it kind of superficially. If I'm going to go in, I'm going to go all the way. 
Um, Do, watch... can, I, can I dedicate five hours of my life to this every week? Exactly. <laughs> Am I going to watch <laughs> Raw? Am I going to watch SmackDown? Am I going to watch NXT? Mm-hmm. I, and NXT is probably the only product in the last couple of years that I would have had any interest in. Right. And then they mm-hmm. fucked it all up. And then, yeah, and then it became this uh, this uh, paint-splattered throw-up situation going on. Oh, that was, uh, all right. Okay, okay. <laughs> there are... As I've said before, I know you're the just highs on me. NXT. I know, I know. The I'm highs like, on NXT are very, very high. I, I literally Carmelo Hayes. I feel bad. Carmelo Hayes is a is a wonder. And I feel like, bad because I pointed over, and literally Apollo Cruz and Roderick Strong were the ones on the screen. Yeah, so it, I immediately yeah. regretted that yeah. comment. Yeah. It was a little extreme, but I got feelings. Okay, <laughs> so um, no, no, I I get it. No, I I get it. So, but it's still like this is definitely not bringing me back yet. And we we just put it on the studio just in case there's something of significance, like you know, Dolph Ziggler shows up or something, right? That we need to talk about. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. Dolph Ziggler showing up anywhere is not significant. <laughs> you shut your mouth. Hey, hey, like uh, I will, I will. He's I already will. been oh, NXT or... champion. You didn't watch it then. <laughs> I Riz, Riz is a Dolph defender. I... What's up? The, the first the, the first match I watched last night, and I will watch it over and over again, mm-hmm. is a Chad Gable versus Dolph Ziggler <laughs> match. It worked. Yes. Those two can like fight anytime, anywhere. Yes. And I will watch it. I was talking with somebody on Twitter uh, earlier today. It said like Dark Horse match of the night was that one for sure. Really? Yeah, because yeah, it was just... You were, like they mentioned him, Kent State wrestler, of course, Chad Gable, right? And they just like had a match, right? Like they just went at it for a little bit. I just there I, wasn't a point. There wasn't a no. Wasn't a point? I don't know. No, it was just a match. I love. And it was. I love when I I love when amateur wrestlers just have an amateur ma- like semi you know semi shoot match. Yeah. You know, for a little bit. I loved when Brock and Angle did it a little bit, right? At Mania mm-hmm. one year. I loved it. You know, like, it's just so, like, it brings it, 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 like, you know, it brings it back real again to me a little bit. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to completely, I, I don't want to say that I'm completely out of the loop. Like, I've seen a lot of the people who are still involved in WWE on their rosters because I watch, I watch the Royal Rumble every year. Yeah. Because yeah. you kind of, kind of have to. It, um, and I check it on pay-per-views here and there. Um, we don't do a lot of WWE coverage on my show just because mm. of how much Harley and I don't care about WWE. <laughs> and he used to do full-time coverage of NXT for the PW Torch, but then got burned out on doing that. Yep, and yep. Uh, so Doing God's work. <laughs> after, after he got burned out on that, then both of us were basically like, well, we stopped doing the ROH show because it was bumming us out. Why yeah. do we want to but we've started this new enterprise where we get to do whatever we want as long as it regards women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. So why do we want to focus on stuff that we're not that passionate about yep. and we're forcing ourselves to do? And we kind of did here and there. Our early episodes featured coverage on various pay-per-views and matches amongst the women's division, but it just, it wasn't our thing. And we were like, mm-hmm. we don't have to force ourselves to do this. We'd rather dedicate that time and highlight um, people in the indies and, and promotions mm-hmm. that don't have any of that kind of press. And right. W doesn't need us to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't they got sports illustrated in espn right now <laughs> exactly we weren't we weren't filling a void yes exactly <laughs> and, we, and the thing is we couldn't talk about it great because we weren't covering it regularly yeah so we would talk about our two cents about it but it's like who cares what these two bozos are saying they don't watch it every week mm-hmm. so yeah like my opinions <laughs> on wwe take with a grain the grain the, no. the grainiest of salt Right, the right, and, and that's fine. Like I've been bad at like for you know. I mean, I've been a dedicated WWE watcher 
since 1998 and you know had had watched WWF since the late 80s and this is the first time that I was like well I guess the second time because technically in the 90s I fell out and said eh, I don't get it anymore or or I, well I was I didn't have cable uh so it didn't make any sense um and uh and it was just like uh, this this doesn't work for me again right now there's plenty else why am I bothering with Monday night right um and these guys have been filling me in uh <laughs> we watch pay-per-views and i love the pay-per-views and it's fine you know so um but no i mean it's it's definitely been interesting obviously as we've been, we've discussed um at least briefly last night um we are seeing comebacks we are seeing carrying cross and, and scarlet come back we saw dexter come back uh dakota kai at SummerSlam. so um there's definitely a something of a writing of the ship even little things like supposedly the words wrestler and wrestling are no longer banned apparently the sh the gunshot during ricochet's entrance is gone uh so so like the imprint is there um and and if you and i feel like and and we i mean i feel like this is something we've theorized for years right mm -hmm. is like wait till triple h takes over this will be the the way he wants it we know we have a we have an outline of what he thinks wrestling is from nxt you know that that was his i i, I believe his unfettered vision of professional wrestling in wwe yeah right some of those takeovers i would stack up against any any mm -hmm. major pay-per-view yeah any ring of honor any you know even the stuff that us wrestling you know, wrestling marks, geeks love, right? Like it was, there was nothing better than NXT for as much as Ring of Honor is amazing for how many years, right? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but they really, they really took all the good things that we were loving on the indies and made it an awesome, uh, I don't want to even say polished, but it, it was, right? Um, but but it had, a, it had a really cool vibe to it. It was the anti-culture to WWE, but you're still in WWE, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I, it was, it, you know, now, you know, as we talked about last night, we're definitely seeing those little things, even to the point where the parking lot is a dangerous place. Uh, <laughs> so, but anyways, so we'll be talking, of course, more about that as we go. Uh, let me see if there's anything in the chat room. Uh, the announcers say fans and not WWE Universe, Potter says. Um, let's see. Let's see. I.O. Bailey. Uh, EO Bailey and Dakota back on Raw is very good. Um, let's see what else we, we we didn't think it would be this soon, right? Right. And again, what did what did I say? Like like the, when we were first dealing with the Saudi shows, the only ones they're going to bring back to bring down WWE is WWE. Yes. Right. And it turns out I was almost right. <laughs> <laughs> so the only one that's going to bring down Vince was Vince. Um, oh, and we have updates to our headlines. Florida man stranded in Pittsburgh still seeking Gator to wrestle. Uh, somebody call Beast Man because we may have a service for him very soon. Uh, Florida man raided by... No, that's for something else. I'm trying not to continue the political thing. So uh, let's see. Oh, and it's everyone's favorite librarian who talks wrestling. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Um, Wait, that's Mike. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, let's see. Then, uh, so, anyways, uh, the the big thing, and we touched on it briefly last night, but I want to get a little little deeper into it now that we've seen a little bit more from it. Um, they was some um, um, hirings and um, shuffling a little bit at AEW um, for, I believe, these were talent relation departments. Correct. 
I'm pulling up the article now, so <laughs> bear with me a moment. But uh, but uh, of course, we talked about Massive Rain last night, which I think is a and also Massive Rain still has storylines going on in Impact Wrestling. Yes. I was I was watching last week's episode today, and I'm just like, and she's setting up for a match at Emergence uh, this Friday. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll be the last. I don't think she's winning the title. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's winning the title. Um, I, I was just telling my partner last night because uh, he was watching Rampage from Friday. Um, so we watched the Madison Rain, uh, Madison Rain versus Layla Gray match on Rampage, and I was commenting about how how cool it was to see Madison come into AEW and how the fact that they're going to use her in this like coaching role is, is so cool. And they, they need it. They need mm-hmm. someone with that veteran hand. And I think that she is underappreciated across the board. Um, but you know what? It wasn't even a year ago that she had retired from wrestling. I filmed it's her not, last independent match. Yeah. Not just <laughs> retired from wrestling, retired from, not just retired from like actively like in ring wrestling, but like, retired from commentary and and on-screen stuff and was apparently going to leave the business entirely. And I think that lasted like eight months. And then she's back wrestling. She lasted lasted about half of Terry Funk. Really? It's a a wrestling retirement. Yes. It's a wrestling retirement. It's good to see that, that, that women wrestlers are not immune to that anymore. Because honestly, Mm. a lot of times when women wrestlers retired, they did not come back as actively as that and at the time they retire at like 28 yeah you know which is always weird like it's weird um page talking about being retired accomplishing everything she wanted to already i'm like really Damn. right you were here when you were like 20 right it was it, it, and i know it's a different it, it, the business especially wwe the business is different for women up there uh, it's getting more similar now it feels <laughs> but uh but still, like, um, it, it's just wild to think that, yeah. you know. Well, I just had a I had someone comment about um, age discrepancies in wrestling still, and especially amongst major promotions and how old various talent is. And I think you are seeing the age range for women wrestlers not necessarily uh, raise from, like, this to this, but more, like, expand. Because mm-hmm. um, it used to be, like, you know, if you were a women, if you were a female and you were wrestling in WWE or anywhere and you were in your late 20s, the door, the window, the the room was starting to go dark for you. Like you were starting to like make your segue out in yeah. in Western wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and in major Japanese promotions as well too. But like in a lot of other areas, you could re- continue wrestling indefinitely as long as you were healthy enough to do so. But I am seeing in the last like several years, um, a a continuation of women being on the scene and women wrestlers. Maybe, especially as veterans, like maybe having retirement tours that go longer than a year and end up not really being retirement tours so much as like a <laughs> endless pseudo retirement like mm-hmm. decade. Mm-hmm. So I think of people like Lufisto, who I think keeps saying that they're she's going to retire, but she's I don't I don't know that I believe it because of course again, like Mike said, it's a wrestling retirement. Like yes. you can't entirely trust a wrestling in t- retirement. Um, but it's cool to see that women wrestlers are now doing that because male wrestlers did it for so long. It, it, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, 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 there was, you know, it, and I think, you, uh, I think Mercedes, uh, mm-hmm. Martinez, um, I mean, she's like a 20 year vet, I think, uh, uh 22 years, I think we yeah, just did a, yeah. we did a spotlight episode on her not long ago. I think she's like 22 years into her career. Wow. As Serena Deeb, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's good that there's like, I, I, I hate to use the word elder statesman of, 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 you know, women's wrestling, but with the lack of a better idea, 
Um, but, uh, you know, because we, I, I had commented, uh, a while ago about how, like, I looked at like the training scene, like say in Pittsburgh and, and, you know, how the women's, you know, that, that, that problem with independent wrestling where we have one woman and we bring in somebody every once in a while. And mm-hmm. how many times have I seen Katie Arquette and, Sher- and, and Zoe Sky, right? You know, in how many promotions across how many states, right? Because there's like five regular women between here and Ohio, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, right? And how are they going to grow and, until they, you know, and, and become a thing? And it's, that's a whole thing. But then, like, you looked at the training scene and there were no women trainers mm-hmm. because no women. I don't want to say stuck with it, but like did not stick around. Either they went somewhere or they left wrestling because wrestling was probably a fucking shit show for them. You know, (laughs) to be quite honest, knowing some of the promoters they probably had to deal with, you know, and so there wasn't like that ingrained, like now we have the Serena Deebs and we have the um, uh, Sarah Amato's at at, at Performance Center and things like that, at least on that level. You know, we do have some places like, I think it was Kennedy School has... um, uh, what's your name? Molly, uh, Molly Holly, uh, as a part of that mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. So, so, so like there, it's good to see more and more of those WWE, WWE vets not disappear still in the training in those. But again, like, I don't think we have a women's based trainer here in Pittsburgh to my awareness at any of the schools. And that's a, not a detriment in a school. It's just, that's a situation. Um, yeah. so, but like, can you think of a women? A woman in Pittsburgh vet <laughs> that is, you know, I can think of a couple. Stacey Hunter it was was involved with Fight Underground, for instance, but not nobody regularly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and, and she was great, and she was a great mind for for helping helping the girls out that were a part of that um, that project. So, like, like, so, I mean, there needs to be like that foundation building still needs to happen a little bit, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there needs to be. I, I mean, I think you made the point of like they need to like people need to stick around. Like, yes. I do yeah. think when you have a smaller pool of talent that is coming up, like you have like women and, and non like cis Jude wrestlers who are coming up and once they make a name for themselves, they're under the kind of demand as wrestlers where their life as a trainer can't really begin until their demand as a wrestler goes down. Yeah. Right. So they need to be in demand as much of as in the instructional role as they are in the ring. And that's, that's not going to be outpaced for a while. Yeah. You know, you see these up and comers who start to get noticed on a regional level, on a national level. Mm-hmm. And what are they going to do? They're going to turn down that attention. They're going to get, mm-hmm. they're going to get mm-hmm. more consistent mm-hmm. paid work that way for now than they would with the occasional training gig. Exactly. They're either, they're either okay enough to go somewhere else or not okay enough that they just leave. And, and there's just, and then, yeah, it's just, there's just not the pull to grow. Uh, let's go around to um, uh, the rest of the AEW kind of lineup here, what they're doing here. And, and it's good that they're kind of solidifying these things. There's more, there's there's more great minds that we've always talked about like you know when people get hired like like mark henry and matt hardy and guys like that every every christian cage they're not just there to be on tv like that's nice we can say hey there's some names and and people will come in and tune in mm-hmm. and hopefully stick around but like they are also bringing that experience with them uh um you got to think every one of those paul white all of those guys are sitting there uh uh, uh talking to the, the the private parties and the jungle boys and, and helping them get to the next level on, on a platform that they have so uh so according to the press release that was posted by tina thank you uh sorry i didn't find it last night when i was tripping over myself as usual um so these were upgrades for uh sanjay dutt 
He has been promoted to vice president of pre- of production and creative coordination. Was good. He had a production role, I believe, with Impact Wrestling for mm-hmm. a bit. Oh, yeah. um, and he is. I have him to thank for some of the jobs that I've had. Uh, QT Marshall, who's obviously been uh, he's been background for a while because I know he's had contacts. I think I think he was my contact when we almost shot a a, a vignette for them years ago. Um, he's been promoted to vice president of show and creatives coordination, Pat Buck, which is the name that's going, I think Pat Buck is a former WWE guy. Yes. Right. He was the guy that feud with Tamina, uh, not, not Tamina, Nia Jax for a little bit. Oh, really? Wait a minute. No, don't you remember that? He was, he was the WWE official that, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he got promoted to vice president of talent development. Um, it's Tony Schiavone is a senior producer and special advisor to talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Madison Rain is um, coach in the women's division. And uh, so, I, and also, so, and, and obviously, they're throwing her in with Jade, which, as I talked about last night, is a great teaching moment for Jade mm-hmm. to get in the ring with mm-hmm. somebody like Madison. Um, and she also, they also throw on commentary. So I was, wa- I was watching the special episode today from Thursday that they dropped of dark oh. and she was on commentary for that to introduce her because they were in Columbus. So Makes sense. Yeah. she, she did commentary for impact for, for a while and she got pretty darn good at it. She did. She did. Um, uh, so, so I, I think that's great. I, I think shoring that up and that will make AEW a stronger product. All, all the, all the kind of production wrestling story kind of holes, hopefully, I mean, it's, it's never going to be perfect. Like, let's be honest. It's still a young company figuring it out its way. Re- wrestling is never perfect. <laughs> wrestling is never perfect, like, yes. Like, like, we underground wrong, game so. play pretty close. Not wrong. Not, not wrong. <laughs> but, also, but also, lots of post-production and a yeah. killer, killer writing room, right? Without like, like, a you know what? Saying maybe, that. maybe wrestling could go a lot of post-production. Hmm? I mean, it's a TV show. Yeah. Well, you yeah, still have a live uh, crowd there. Like, well, when you think about it, uh, Lucha Underground was post production. MLW is a post production mm-hmm. show. Uh, Ring of Honor has been a post production show yeah. for network TV, Wrestling so it kind of had a X different a Wrestling bit. Society X. Thank you for that. Wow. <laughs> Uh-huh. Women of Wrestling, um, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Women of Wrestling, right? Wow. All, all five of us who watched that. I thought, you're like, yeah. wa- I thought you were like, wow, they brought up yeah. Wrestling Society X. <laughs> no, are we going to talk Wrestling Society X? <laughs> Listen, you're talking to two Whoa. people on this call who own the DVD set and watched it together. Mm-hmm. Cannot make that claim. <laughs> I cannot make that claim, but I, I can't say that I've seen and read. Read more than I've seen. I know, right? It's, <laughs> who did, it's I, a, who did it, they it's run into? Honestly, it, it's an experience. Uh, there might be one DVD set left. I think yeah, there, were there were three. Yeah, when... there were like three on Amazon and we bought two. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was because. really because we kind of made the snap decision during a podcast. Like, like, are we doing this? Are we buy? Are we both buying? Yeah. It was like twenty society. bucks. It was twenty it was bucks. Twenty bucks. So it, it was, was a good deal. It was like five discs. I was just like, yeah. And, and, this and is to be the, sure, wasn't this wasn't this during the first summer of COVID? I'm sure didn't it was. We, have, we were really we have looking, nothing else. We, to we do? were really looking for things to do. That's a that's yes. a quarantine desperation move, right? Oh, there. it was. Oh, it was. That, that was that was our baking bread. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was our <laughs> baking bread. Yeah, what, what was the bread? Oh, it was it was it was a wrestling special sourdough. X. Sourdough no, wrestling, wrestling X sourdough. There you go, yeah. wrestling sourdough <laughs> X. Um, <laughs> show and title. Then, and then um, and then and then remember when I found the the bonus feature store? 
Oh, they got weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bonus features got real weird on the DVD. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Uh, I really need to move on here before we just lose complete um, um, uh, uh, line of this thing. Let's see. Yeah. Wrestling Sourdough X and Captured. Uh <laughs> Anyways, if you like wrestling, if you like seeing people before they get wet on your TV, if you want to see some some compilations of people on your TV, we have a couple of those over there at IndieWrestling.us, including, uh, you know, hey, some guy that looks sort of like Ezekiel and Elias. We got a best of him over there, uh, Shane Taylor. Is it Elrod? It might you be. have the best of Elrod? Maybe it was been Elrod this whole time. Maybe we never talked <gasps> to Elias. Wait, wait, does the L stand for Logan? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Or Logan, Logan Shulo's Rod the fourth Shulo. brother. I'm not sure anymore. Okay. I'm I thought I knew the guy. And apparently not. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff in there. You can do your research <laughs> as well over at Indie Wrestling US. Uh, between that, we got VODs, digital downloads, DVDs, and of course, uh, the membership Indie Wrestling Network and the uh, ringside members over at the IndieWrestling.us YouTube page. You can check out all kinds of stuff, um, including um, monthly shows or, or regular shows. I'm going to say monthly because not all of them are monthly. Our friends at Victory Championship Wrestling featuring Beastman, Rise Wrestling, that's going to be returning here in Baldwin here uh, at the beginning of September. September. Um, again, you know I love when the Pittsburgh shows are happening. Uh, our friends at Prospect Pro Wrestling. I got two more matches to edit from this past weekend. It's been an awesome show. It's, they haven't had a show since May, and I'm so glad to have them back. Uh, run by the great Marshall Gambino over there. And uh, and uh, who am I forgetting? Who am I, RWA. Oh, my God. Right, Renegade Wrestling Alliance with the Rock and Roll Express coming up this month. Holy crap. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm attempting to book one of their opponents on the show to talk about that. Uh, so, um, and that's looking very good right now. So look forward to that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so, so much happening there. And also, if you are on the network or over on the Ringside members, we do have, um, it is, it is of course, available still on his uh, Twitch page. But we have the, let's call it the final cut of MV Young's barbecue, uh, backyard barbecue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as two as three of us here have experienced how that went and why that is <laughs> so um what are you talking about it's great yeah, it was great yeah yeah, yeah. It was great it was fine it was, it was fine i'm just hanging off the freaking bounce freaking <laughs> awning my favorite part save my favorite part, and we'll just talk about that for a moment here and get out of the ad. But my favorite part is when Marcus, there's because I'm like, I put a shot on the on the on the announcers in case something goes wrong, and it did. Uh, <laughs> so I do this at MMA now. I do this at wrestling. It's something we started over at Warrior, just because we sometimes we need to fill time if they're like still pulling a raffle or something right for the pay per view. And you see, and I'm set up right behind them. And 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 they're just like, yeah, you know, just a little bit of rain here. It's no big deal. We'll get the matches going. And me meanwhile, I am freaking out in the background trying to pull down <laughs> the 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 tent that's going to blow away over the my twenty thousand dollars of equipment to run the show. Uh, so um, it's the it's my Benny. Somebody put Benny Hill music over that, please. Um, so. <laughs> And uh, but but no, there's literally stuff other than other than fixing some of the stuff because of this producing in a thunderstorm. Um, you also there there there's a the bar fight is included that nobody got to see unless you were there in person. So we did film that after we well we we caught up with it at least because yeah. <laughs> they're like so, they're, they're like so they're fighting in the bar. Oh, what's that? 
is there a movement for hashtag restore the bar fight cut? Restore the bar fight cut? Well, that is the bar fight cut. That's what's on there. That's what's on okay. the network. That's one on VOD. Um, but uh, it'll be on YouTube eventually. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, it was literally like they're doing a they're doing a fight in the bar, and I just looked at both the camera guys. I'm like, go fucking shoot it. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> And this was so. like in the middle of the giant storm. Yes. Winter. Meanwhile, I'm still trying to cover tarp things out and everything. I may have literally had to buy a new laptop because of that day, because uh, it quit oh. on me over the weekend. Yeah, man, the MacBook went over the weekend. It just stopped working. Didn't say water damage, but you never know, you know. Um, but anyways, uh, but so, uh, but it I was, mean, uh, above all else, work that was a really good show. That was a really that was a really good show. When I got to sit down and not be concerned about everything, <laughs> it was a really good show to enjoy. Uh, uh, Emily, you were there with a cookie table. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, bringing the pure Pittsburgh-ness uh, uh, up. It was a barbecue. It was a barbecue, exactly. Yeah, cookies and a cookie table. Mm-hmm. I. It was a joke that we made on Twitter, and then my friend Nicole uh, took it, took, I, I won't say took it seriously, but like, said we should do it and mm. if it hadn't been for nicole's encouragement i probably would have just dropped the joke but we're like <laughs> when she was in i was like okay as long as people don't expect me to actually bake these cookies right 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 right. Um, you say they're giant eagle or something i they? got giant eagle she got a bunch of aldi ones uh, it was great uh we had wrestlers <laughs> taking cookies from us but i was i at certain points when i was worried that uh, they enough weren't like going i was circulating the crowd like <laughs> handing them out and i got some weird looks but like for the most part people People took a free cookie. Uh, yeah, I, I think there is concern about taking a cookie in the middle of New Ken. I mean, I, I promised people that there weren't drugs on them. I was like, I handed one to a baby, so like, please, not, there's not. Drugs. <laughs> Here, the baby will take it, so it should be. It's fine, okay, right? Don't have drugs. Look, a baby's eating one. <laughs> I wouldn't give drugs to a baby. You know, I've fallen for that before. <laughs> yeah, but you lived in the Bronx. I'm sure there's there's there there are there are babies with way higher BACs than I've ever had. (laughs) There you go. I mean, to be fair, if anyone had gone to a previous like MVEs, like one of his polyam club parties and one of the backyard shows, uh, at one of them, there was a very lovely couple from out in like a rural area who grew wild uh, plants and Mm -hmm. had put those plants (laughs) into brownies and then were giving the brownies to people with full information we're not tricking i mean i mean so if somebody Mm -hmm. had been there and experienced that and then had been offered a cookie i can understand that they were might be a little skeptical (laughs) good as as somebody who had a really bad gathering experience one time uh that is that is good oregano and brownies just sounds yeah, 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 yeah. Olive oil and oregano and brownies. I was thinking, oh. I was, uh, chocolate. I was thinking oil. like mint, maybe a little bit of mint and oh, yeah. a little bit of chocolate. Yeah. Mm. It was definitely uh, not mint. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. So Potter's saying, like, as you're going around, apparently the co- the comment should be, "Trust me, the cookie is good, but not that good." Wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giant eagle, you know. Yeah, exactly. Decent, decent yeah. quality. Not smiley cookies, though. They were uh, not smiley cookies. Sorry, I don't have that kind of money. No, smiley <laughs> cookies are getting like a dozen smiley cookies is like sixteen dollars. Yeah, now. it's ridiculous. I don't have that kind. I, of I money. get the take. They have a drive-through down, like literally down the hill here. So we've been picking up lately, and they, they they put a. It was actually a fresh smiley cookie. It didn't feel like it had been sitting out for three days. Ooh. So oh yeah, I'm just like oh, what is this magic in my mouth? Fre- <laughs> fresh, fresh from the park and eat. <laughs> oh God, thank you. Oh. <laughs> You can, can you tell who's not the Pittsburgher in here? Ah, uh, I just followed. Rare. Wait, Carnegie. You know, 
<laughs> it's, it's not even right. It's not even right. Yeah, Carnegie, you're on the line. Tell the people that live there. Um, <laughs> so, damn it. I really wish... US, I really wish the wrestling show we were working on before COVID panned out because we were going to put it in Car- Carnegie and I would have had to say it at least once a month. And, and, and So the Carnage in Carnegie? Yeah. Actually, that's a, that'd be a great name. Carnage and Carnegie actually does have a better ring when you say it the way that we say Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it hurts my soul. I know it does. Well, it hurts that's, my soul. That's not even but the worst. Right, that's not even the worst of our of our isms around here. What about North for sales? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm listen. I'm going to have my. Yeah, I've never just, heard that one. That's, Yo, that's oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. It's spelled it's spelled like Versailles, but it's yep. North for sales. Yep. Don't well, you I mean, dare try to rectify it. Granted, New York is weird too. We have Houston and Houston, so I mean, I, I get it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> we have so At many... least that's a strange street. <laughs> we have so many French names for street stuff. We're like, how do you say that? And people on the street disagree. And we're just like, okay. Can so. we all agree that Worcester, Massachusetts, spelled the way it's spelled, is not okay and yes. should be mm-hmm. either changed or outlawed? Did, yeah. did... Although it, it gave me one of my favorite memes of the pandemic. Um, it was uh, in Boston. We're telling everyone to get their Borchester shot. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Anyways, I, I, I'm I'm just gonna. That, yeah. This was I, my <laughs> this was my long way around to say you have a podcast I want to talk about. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I want to talk about Borchester shot. <laughs> Get your Busta. Well, we kind of went off the rails, but, you know, that's the show. <laughs> Again, it's not the wrestling well organized. And I love Alex Alex in, in SoCal saying, giving me a Yins better not mispronounce Carnegie. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do mean, not mispronounce Carnegie. Okay, okay, Long Beach. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Sorry, that's Lung Biatch. <laughs> I'm from the Lung Biatch. <laughs> That's why they just call it LB. Do you go off on these kind of tangents on your podcast? Oh, have you listened? <laughs> to our, yes, I have. Have you listened to our podcast? Yes, I have. Our our latest episode. <laughs> no, this one we stayed fairly on topic. The the episode before, which I'm now blanking on what we talked about, we it was tangent city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just a that's just the mark of a podcast that does not take itself too too seriously. We, we to its own, you know success we definitely do not want to take ourselves absolutely seriously i'm a big uh, i i follow a local podcast um that's produced in pittsburgh and i i love them one of my favorite podcasts um and something that they repeat a lot is like being fun is better than knowing things and like <laughs> once, i love that I, I love that can we do that as a t-shirt like, just, oh, once, wow. once you good. open your mind to that it's like oh my gosh it's so much better to be fun than to know things like knowing things is great like i'm a librarian i I know lots of things but i don't care about knowing things i would rather just have fun and have fun with other people who are having fun once you embrace that as a mindset it's amazing that's that's great i I think that's our one thing i think that's our unknown creed of this show the whole time (laughs) so actually along the same lines one thing i've always just described myself as the smartest dumbass you'll ever meet and the dumbest smartass you'll ever meet that checks out. Time. That checks out. You have about mm-hmm. ten years of proof yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think my tag on Twitter is still like just a nice dummy. 
because I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't want anyone to expect anything more than that. Oh boy, uh, Alex number two from uh, SoCal. Uh, <laughs> the only thing to do in Long Island is SoCal. SoCal, yes, Su-Kale. is uh, stay on the boat in a haunted in a haunted room on so cool. said boat. What in the haunted is it haunted? Haunted boat. I don't know if that's on purpose haunted? or a typo anymore. Haunted the way room? we're, I don't know if anybody's talking boat? right anymore or just fucking with me. Um, you're, you're in a haunted boat. I just, just, yeah, that's like, what I heard. I, I, I want to know. Tell me more. Um, yeah. Can I get the locals call it ghost shit. or something? Or? <laughs> this one we stayed fairly on topic is a high bar, uh, bar to achieve. <laughs> Kudos. <Yeah. laughs> uh, I want you guys to try out some of the tribal town names here. Oh no. Well, we got some of those here too, because remember we got the French stuff, and then we have the um, it, a lot of the the the. Well, by the time Sorg finally realized how to pronounce Poughkeepsie, I moved. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> it is true. I had mm-hmm. notes on how to say Finn Balor for a while on my monitor. <laughs> and Finn Balor and Asuka. Asuka, Asuka was a big yeah. problem for me because I've read mm-hmm. a lot of uh. I've read, yeah, I've read a lot of comic books with Japanese names, and I definitely were not saying them right in my head for okay, a while. This is actually, okay, I gotta ask this question. How are you dealing with Konosuke Takashida? Takashida? What's the pronunciation? Easy, easy. I ask Matt Carlin. My favorite thing was we had our Mayhem Mania. Mm-hmm. And we had an eight-man <laughs> New Japan tag team. And we had Chad saying it every week. Oh, that was my favorite thing in the world. I almost booked it again after we, it got we, canceled just so Chad would have to stay off. And were we book an expert? When we were doing Lucha Underground, Garza down in El Paso was helping us with the names. Nice. And I think mm-hmm. some of the chants probably too, right? So um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what Culero meant until we had Garza come in. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that... like. We just defer to the experts because we know we, we do not know, anything. and please help us. So <laughs> that's a really good credo. I was <laughs> um, we ran a scavenger hunt last week at my library um, that was like a week long, like several like hundred hundred plus missions for these teams to complete, and one of which was they had to identify the framed portrait that's sitting on my desk, and. So I had at least seven or eight different teams correctly identify and somewhat correctly pronounce the name Hiromu Takahashi. Because I do have a framed picture of Hiromu Takahashi on my work desk. As you do. He, I referred to it when people asked previous to actually having a child. I referred to it as, oh, that's my son. Um, but now that I have a biological child, I have to... I have to come up with a different term. Is he the adopted son or uh, s- spiritual cousin? Ah, uh. <laughs> we're working on it. We're workshopping it. We're workshopping. But they told me I could put any missions on the on the scavenger hunt, and we needed as many as we could get because the response was so tremendous that I was just like, "All right, Hiroba's going on the mission on the hunt. They have to identify him. They had to figure out who he is." Oh man. Um oh oh there's rumor mongering in the chat room right now. I'm not gonna get into that. Except for the one where the M and WMS stands for multicultural. That is not <laughs> I wanna say that is not accomplished on a weekly basis, unfortunately. <laughs> but, but you know, uh we, we, we try. We try. That's all that's all we can do. Um Tuta Tula Lip? Tula Lip. Tula Lip. What? Tula Lip. I do, I think oh no, she's dropping some names. She's Oh, I'm not, I'm not even trying those. Nope. Nope. Pialup. 
Saskatchewan. I am glad I'm on the Twitch and not on on the Facebook. <laughs> oh, you you think that's bad? Uh, you should look up some some cities in Hawaii. Oh yeah, don't know how to pronounce them. Oh yeah, no, lots of oh, vowels, boy. lots of. Uh, <laughs> it's well, they they have a smaller I, alphabet. It's like I will oh. go to there, but I will not say the word because I have no idea how to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, um. So, so you, so, so great glitter. It, it uh, is a focus on women's wrestling for the most part, right? Yeah, for the okay. most part. Well, we, um, since even our earliest days, we, uh, we span women's wrestling, but we also include like a focus on like non cis male wrestlers mm-hmm. and um, queer wrestling throughout like the the globe. So, like whatever doesn't qualify as like two dudes wrestling is something that might be on our <laughs> map. And honestly, we even talk about dudes too, like. It just depends, but uh, you you start at a certain point, but you can exactly. you wander. You're not I'm like focus us on women's wrestling, yes. and we spiral out there from there. But we really <laughs> have, from the very beginning, tried to dedicate a lot of time and space to just wrestlers of marginalized identities mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, and how long have you been doing the show? Um, we in 2018, in April of 2018, I started working with Harley on what was ta- called Talking Honor, mm-hmm. and it was an ROH dedicated podcast to the PW Torch. Great. So we were weekly doing weekly coverage on ROH TV, on the pay per views, etc. I think you were still doing it when you were on the show before for uh, at the panel, the Andy Mayhem show panel. Probably, probably, yeah. and uh, honestly, probably the last time I was here was like right before we switched mm-hmm. because late, like late in the summer of 2019, in August of 2019, we were just so burned out on ring of honor at that mm-hmm. state mm-hmm. um they had just really decimated whatever progress they had made with their women's division and women's wrestling was both like a passion of me and harley um they had it was, was just, that around the kelly klein controversies that were happening we switched to our grit and glitter right before that that okay. went down so maybe like a month and a half before all of that went down right because we, we we were working along with her and angel gate at the time when like mm-hmm. the, there was like multiple things going on uh unfortunately with her so yeah we uh, talked was... to her right before she won the belt the first time mm-hmm. um we had an interview with her when we were still talking on her and then yeah everything went down and it sucked because i i had heard only amazing things about kelly mm-hmm. and i know that a lot of the stuff that came out intertwined with controversies and around like jerry mercury and all the other stuff yeah. that was happening yeah, yeah, with yeah, roh yeah. it just really blew up and we were glad to not be covering roh during that time because we could we could think about it and talk about it a little bit, but we didn't have to like devote a ton of time yeah, to it. Yeah. Which if you were already burnt out and depressed on it that by then, that would have really set you off. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we I really enjoyed covering ROH for a lot of reasons. We got to like know a bunch of people over there that you know, in various ways. Um mm-hmm. we were reached out to by people behind the scenes there in in who were fabulous help and so no bad blood there. We even did start covering ROH on Great and Glitter when they brought back their women's division mm-hmm. and brought, and like reintroduced the belt and had the tournament last summer. And mm-hmm. things were like looking really promising and we were really <laughs> excited. And then kaboom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the shutdown basically, yeah, right? Exactly. So, so Yeah, and that's, and that's and it, you know, Ring of Honor was always a bright spot for me. I'd been following going to shows. I think Mike, I think I went with my first show with, Mike at the Hammerstein in 2007, <laughs> so that was kind of a high bar. So yeah, um, and uh, and 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 it was always the one where it was like, oh, they're coming to town. I haven't been watching the program because it's a little hard, you know. It's 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 tough to swallow, and I, but I understand why because it was network television, right? 
Um, but it was just like, oh, they're coming here. I'm going. I'm going to have fun. I know that. Right. Until the last one that they had. Because <laughs> so, it was like really like there's nobody here. And what's going on and who's left and what's happening. I don't get this. You know, I don't remember exactly the last ROH TV taping I went to. Uh, maybe the one in May of 2019 when we went to Chicago for one of the last dates on the War of the Worlds tour. Mm-hmm. And it was, it remains the worst wrestling show I've ever been to Oof. because it was epically long. It was, it dragged yeah. insane. And it was, it was for TV they were doing? It was for TV. Yeah. So the TV tapings are always long, but this one, I had been to a couple, I had been to several TV tapings at this point, and this one was long by that standard. Were it you- was in this like amphitheater, big uh, sports complex outside of Chicago. Um, and they had not filled it even to a fourth. So yeah. it just felt cavernous yeah. and empty. And it was depressing in all the worst soul sucking ways. And then we were just there <laughs> for hours. So, so you, you, did you attend the uh, six episode taping at Ross River Ice Gardens in the winter? No. The, the infamous, the infamous night where I think Jim Cornette quit uh and they had a Colt cabana steve carino street fight which seems to happen every time i had a taping it seems um <laughs> because it happened in in philly when we were filming montreal theory and and steve carino kept coming in like in several states of wardrobe because of it <laughs> so it's really funny to watch and uh but that was that was that uh carino went to the hospital because like it was so cold when he got thrown on the guardrail it didn't bend in give or any so like he got really messed up um a future elias was on the security team i remember because we're excited that he was he was getting a little bit of tv time little did we know what was happening going to ha- happen soon but uh <laughs> at the time but it was yeah it was so it was so bad it was like it was like this is miserable i mean i went to tv tapings that were so much fun mm-hmm. like my first real wrestling show like my first like actual like real wrestling show not just like wrestling that was happening on happened to be happening around where I was like my first dedicated wrestling show was an ROH TV taping in April of 2018. And Mm -hmm. like, it was a blast. And then it only got better from there until it like got really bad. But we went to Madison square garden. We went to that show. Like I cried in the stands when like Kota Bushi won. Like I, I like had moments of that show, but I also had like moments where I was like, this is the beginning of, a bad period for ROH yeah, because yeah. that MSG show solidified two things that new Japan could do no wrong, especially if they had to carry ROH, which they were totally mm-hmm. doing in that MSG show. Mm-hmm. It was, it was the best of times and worst of times. <laughs> and then we went to the TV taping right after that in Pittsburgh the weekend later, and it was fine and fun. And mm-hmm. we benefited from, I don't know if anyone went to the, if anyone listening or went to any of those TV tapings at stage AE, but they were, really fun oh yeah like oh yeah we were in great sections every time we got in like the front sections the people were all really sociable like we had a blast Mm -hmm. even if the matches or the cards weren't that amazing like we had a good time and Mm -hmm. it kept pace yeah but by that may show Mm -hmm. i don't know what happened the wheels came off and it was just it was a death march we never leave early and we we had to get out of there. Yeah, I know, and I, I think I had like front row seats <laughs> for the for the, for the last one I was at. 
And it was it was like whatever the last one was before COVID. And it was that yeah. weird weekend. Remember, like they, they went from here to Columbus, and the one in Columbus was like I remember Rev was in that match with it, Colt Cabana and yeah. like the announcer. Or I think maybe Bobby Cruz might have been in the match too. But they had a weird ten man tag where, where where they just like threw everybody at it because like like I think a lot of talent couldn't make it for yeah. some reason. Um, like I remember talking to um somebody that was working there at the time that we worked with, and he was it was is that time where AEW had come up and just take they're like they're like this is last night our light board person is leaving because they just got hired by AEW you know like AEW definitely it is kind of interesting and it feels like a, a a technology corporate thing where AEW popped up raided ring of honor for talent and said this is what we can do when we don't have all the limitations Ring of Honor had, you know, be it Sinclair, be it the, whoever's in charge, or whatever the issue was with Ring of Honor. Lack of money. Or lack of money or funding, right? And we can do something over here, right? Um, so it's, it's weird because it, like, like you can say AEW is kind of responsible for Ring of Honor's downfall, but now they're propping it up as a thing, you know? So it's, it's, it's you know, and I know there's almost no way that was the plan but uh but it's just how things worked out plus covid all in and everything too so yeah i mean covid mm-hmm. covid either expedited the inevitable mm-hmm. or it right. created the inevitable but like it i i don't know that roh was going to survive in its you know no. former incarnation forever it definitely was primed to take another another form mm-hmm. um an aew was definitely a part of like pushing that evolution along. And, and, and uh, uh, Alex Miller out there in Cali saying it, all in was an ROH show and it was amazing. Yes, it was ROH. I don't want to say promoted, but I think they kind of gave the reins. Like it was a Cody and, and Buck show, right? Yeah. Like, so like, like everybody kind of pitched in. The way it was understood, the way it was explained to us by Ian in retrospect, by Ian Riccoboni. Yeah. Um, who, if you did any talking honor like journalism coverage whether you were a podcast or you wrote he listened and read everything wow like and was engaged and if we asked questions on the podcast if we were like we don't understand why this happened he would message us the day after the podcast released and would be like oh hey so i just want to let you know this is this and this and that's why the decision was made and yeah we don't know and etc and like we were blown like we're two podugs. Why are you talking to us? Like no, Ian's great. I, I got to meet him amazing. at WrestleCon. He's he's amazing. Got to meet him a handful of times yeah. and just a like incredibly wonderful human being. Could not love wrestling more. Could not be a better like in, like savant of wrestling. Could not be a better like uh, uh, ambassador of wrestling. Mm-hmm. But the way he explained it to us was that. Um, the ROH infrastructure, all the infrastructure in place at the event, like the media team and everything, including down to like commentary and like being able to like put everything together. All of that was like ROH people. All yeah. that was ROH infrastructure. Yeah. It was just backed by a little bit more um, personal uh, money from those invested parties like the Bucks and Cody yeah. and a couple of other sources. But it was primarily it was like an it was an ROH sponsored thing, which made this, the events after All Out or All In. Um, <laughs> definitely harder for everyone to because swallow. ring of honor couldn't sustain that on their own without that buzz right yeah like it, 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 it yeah it, it, and again like you say it's an all it is a ring of honor show like you could not get it anywhere except for on um honor honor club mm-hmm. right and there's a couple i think like the 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 Madison square garden shows on there i'm sure it's on new japan too but 
um it is very interesting to see how that all developed you know yeah it was a weird period for roh because like there were people in and around roh who were getting to be such big deals and mm-hmm. huge stars but mm-hmm. roh itself was still like their people were here their highlighted stars were here and roh was still at this level so it's like so you're literally outgrowing the company yeah and yeah. then there were people who were like gigantic stars and in roh and like huge figures for roh people like marty Skrull. Who like they just refused to put the belt on, mm-hmm. and so it was like they kept missing that opportunity. And I don't want to get into scroll because et cetera, but like right, uh, same same conversation around Shane Taylor. Exa- right? Shane yeah. Taylor's a great example. Yeah, they would pull the trigger a little too fast on some people and not fast enough on other guys, and I think it became very frustrating for mm-hmm. top top talent mm-hmm. to continually be in this position where it's like, well, you don't trust us to carry this belt for a long time, right. and even those who did, like like the Bucks, like they were inevitably going to to do something make some kind of move because there's only so much roh could offer them right right it's just yeah they just didn't you know where if you're at uh you know w is always like a biggest thing because i feel like you saw that when people came over from wcw like you know be it a jericho or you know anybody else that came over in that time it was like WCW knew how to handle, you know, their Hulk Hogan's and things and had the machine for that, but they didn't know how to handle, you know, somebody that wasn't absolutely on fire. Like the WWE machine knew how to make people right and develop people up, you know, well, but um, the WWE machine was also not afraid to cycle in people at the top. No, absolutely. WCW, you had a very regimented, like, but that was also, like, you, you had, you had the NWO and no one right. was going to, but that, that was, but that was, but that was for maybe one or two guys. But that was also in a response because all the top talent left, so they had to, you know, by necessity. No, but they but were, like, but even, they were also very tried, good at it. Hmm? But when they tried mm-hmm. to cycle in people, like I, I know they don't like to talk about Benoit. They tried to cycle him in toward, toward the tail end as like a please don't leave us. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Even after they gave him the world title, he left. Mm-hmm. Like he decided to leave anyway. Mm-hmm. It was. A, a case of too little, too late for guys like Jericho, guys like Eddie Guerrero, like guys who should have been top guys like Regal, mm-hmm. who should have been top, top talent, mm-hmm. but couldn't because of all the brothering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And plus the Turner corporate infrastructure makes things ugly too. You know, um, like in, in Ring of Honor, they, they had Sinclair. To answer to, I'm sure they did. Um, yeah, from uh, at least talking to local reps at Sinclair, they seemed very happy with Ring of Honor for a long time. Well, so, I mean, the model ROH basically had for like under Sinclair was you're going to get this amount of money. It's mm-hmm. not going to go way up. It's not going to go way down. This is the amount of money you're going to get, and you make that work. Mm-hmm. And what they did is they produced a easy syndicated product for our, for Sinclair to be able to put in their markets and sell TV time and mm-hmm. sell ad time for. Mm-hmm. That's all they had to do. So as long as they could produce it on budget, that's all that they had an indefinite ticket as long as they were making some form of ad revenue. For and Sinclair. it was cheaper than buying reruns of Friends. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that, was, that was part of the conversation. Bargain compared. Yes. Bargain basement compared exactly. to Friends. Bargain basement compared to almost so, any other TV. So there was no room for growth unless they started selling millions of Honor Club subscriptions, basically. So yeah. hence the big push. Um, but uh, no, it, 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 was, it was an interesting era. and But I'm glad... They have a different, decent steward of it, even though they don't have their own program. I like what they're doing, the integrating with AEW. It makes it feel important. It feels like it honors the history for the most part. 
for the most part. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, and even just seeing Ian and Bobby Cruz and and Caprice kind of like being integrated now and being on that bigger stage. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just happy for people being on a bigger stage oh like that. Like they deserve it. Like those guys are just rocket. Right. I want good things for a, for all of that team. And um, I mean, especially Ian, like it, the response around it folding, mm-hmm. almost everybody got absorbed or picked up someplace or given opportunities someplace. And that was really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, it was clear that there were people in place to look out for those who needed that needed to be able to jump into something else for, for Ian. Like I know that he's like got a family to support and you know, his, he was working his dream job in our, with ROH. So to go from that to the unknown mm-hmm. was probably very, very unnerving, but he didn't have to be in that, that space for more than a day. Well, no, we get what well, we, he got, he rolled right into, uh, uh, new Japan. Yeah, they did. So like, it's great to see. And then he got to do stuff for like GCW and yeah, like yeah. gets to be a voice he, in, in, in major independence who yeah. like could benefit from his he experience. Was, he was on several, at least two, if not three of the special, like non, um, like non-labeled shows at, at WrestleCon that we did with them. Yeah. And so I was like, I walk in, I'd be like, oh, Ian's on the show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was concerned for him just because I want to make, I, I think he's a great person. I yeah. want to make sure yeah. that some, you know, great people get uh, land on their feet. But like, I also shouldn't have been concerned because there's no doubt like someone like him is going to get hired twice. This is the over. best time for talent good talent in wrestling Ooh. to be looking for work <laughs> it seems it's a, uh, it's, a, it it's a it's a good market out there right now for a lot of wrestlers i think it's a good mm-hmm. I, I think there's opportunities abounding in ways that there hasn't been before mm-hmm. i also think that this is a great time for women wrestlers who've been on the scene for a bit longer to like add not necessarily replace their in-ring work but also to add to their uh, resume behind the scenes Absolutely. coaching and instructional work because we could absolutely use more more women trainers on the scene it will benefit everybody well it's not all roses unfortunately in wrestling i want to talk about something that's maybe not the greatest but i think some greatest hey, come uh, out of it this sorry. weekend well what's up uh before we get into this i'm just uh, gonna let you know i gotta head out all right no problem um, Matt. mike thank you for joining us don't worry we're going to talk about independent yeah. wrestling so you can bounce anyways <laughs> uh, what what I learned in wrestling this week though is yes. I learned if you have an entrance where the camera cuts every time it says Vinny Vinny Vici when you're answering an open challenge make sure no one sneaks in behind you when you're posing for the camera and if you don't know what I'm talking about watch NXT from last week because it was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen okay <laughs> <laughs> I'll look that up on my peacock uh, thank you, Mad right. Mike. We'll see you Have next week. Show, guys. We'll see you Monday, and uh, yes. I'm sure we'll be hopefully gushing over Raw again. Hopefully, <laughs> or, or your Optimus Prime Lego build. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyways, like I said, we're, we're going to talk about a few more things. But in the meantime, with our guest Emily Fear of the Glit and Glit, Grit and Glit, Glit, Wow, Grit and Glitter <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> That, um, I think I almost made your podcast X-rated there. I apologize. Uh, so. That's on our Patreon. <laughs> that, that's a Patreon, okay. That's Patreon only. Um, but also, I want to give a shout-out. And I'm oh, sorry, you rushed in right at the beginning. I didn't get to offer you. Or, but we got, we have some in the back. You can grab some on break if you want or afterwards. You know, so so you're not you're not going home hungry. <laughs> but our good friends at Slice on Broadway do help feed our guests that come here into the studio, New York City style. Yins are made right up the street here in Beachview. We're literally 
literally on the other side of the tracks and up the street. Uh, also in Carnegie, he's not around anymore. Uh, he stands <laughs> in the North now. Hills. Carnegie, Carnegie, Carnegie. Uh, I, I just, I can't imagine. So the, the major library system in Pittsburgh is the Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh. Yes. So imagine mm-hmm. if everybody working there had to say Carnegie. Right. But also understanding Mike comes from the city of Carnegie Deli and Carnegie Hall. I get it. I understand. That's great. But we can't ask him how to say it. (laughs) You know how there are women named Tara and there are women named Tara and they're spelled Mm -hmm. identically. But so words are pronounced differently for different folks. Exactly. It's all legit. Um. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> slice on Broadway. You can ask him how they say it down there in Carnegie uh, as well. Get on the phone. Get on the website. Tweet them, PGH underscore slice, and say, how do you pronounce Carnegie? There you go. That's don't your kick, assignment. Don't kick, do- don't kick the door down. Just open it. Like no, we're not kicking the door down. Be nice to them. Don't put your foot on the door. What? I don't know where this came. This is Chad's fault, wasn't it? It was, says, kick it's probably Chad's fault. Let's kick the door down and give me your pepperoni pizza. That's not <laughs> nice. They're nice people in there, okay? Look, the, the only the only thing you can kick down kick down the door is if you if they if you want the uh, pizza de broccolini. What? That's the only <laughs> only way. Um, or the Which or is the actually really good pizza, by the way. <laughs> Okay. Wow. There you go. The 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 Riz bomb on the suggestion. Uh, thank you them for supporting the show for over a decade. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. We'll be right back in uh, just about a minute or so after this. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com. We are back, Wrestling Mayhem Show. We have the Riz is with us. Hi, I'm back. I'm here. Dropping great. I've never left. No, he, he, no, he didn't. Uh, dropping great Kali emoticons over on the Twitch chat room on IndieWrestling.us. Thank you for that. Um, I, I just love, I just still love that. That's a thing. Um, you know, I did make emoticons. I, I have at least one uh, uh, Ziggy mm-hmm. GIF uh, emoticon you I did. made. That's right. I think it's on the Twitch. If you, if you're, <laughs> if you. I still don't understand. If you subscribe over there, I think, or, or and, and I think if you're a certain... There, there, oh, there it is. is. There it is in the chat. It doesn't move on mine because I'm using a different chat thing, but but uh, it's a little... It's that punch thing from when I made that like last time she was supposed to be on, right? Um, and I think there's like a dreidel spinning behind her or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was it? We're, I think we're, we're trying to get her on for a Hanukkah episode, but uh, um, anyways. It's $5 to subscribe, so subscribe to the there US, you go. US on the Twitch. Yes, and you if you and, and you will get those emoticons, and you will get to see all of Pittsburgh wrestling, <laughs> basically uh, monthly as they as they come out. Even so, wrestling Mayhem Show has one. Too. Wrestling, what's that? The Wrestling Mayhem Show. Oh yeah, I just that. yeah, I just put a bunch mm-hmm. of logos in there. <laughs> so that was a I, I was like, well, I just dropped the logos of all the promotions we put in here, and you know, and then I ran out of slots. So you know, it is what it is. Uh, Emily Fear is still with us of the Grit and Glitter podcast. I said it right this time. Yeah. So, <laughs> Nailed it. So, uh, it's, it's, it's exciting. We're talking about a lot of good in wrestling. 
Um, but, uh, you know, of course, there was a big news item I want to talk about because because this is something we actually talked about on the show. We had Zeke Mercer on and they were uh, a part of this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I got a message like a, like a week before or two weeks before because they were looking for a video producer. Of course, I was I was already booked in the Poconos, unfortunately. Fortunately, yeah, we'll see. Um, and it looked like a great card. Again, it was it was. Um, I, I will say I had my I don't want to say I had my doubts or anything, but I had my questions because you're you're it was going to it, it was called Wrestle Queerdom, and it was um, happening in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and which that did not connect the dots in my head. Um, so, but I'm like, oh, okay, well maybe something happened in New Hampshire, if not. That I, that I don't know about. And then we started uh, hearing about, uh, I started noticing on my way back uh, from my own road trip on Sunday uh, that something might have been amiss as I was hearing about talent being stranded. Of course, I was worried about our friend Zeke being up there, but it, it turned out he was on his way back. I saw Kid Bandit was involved trying to help out some of the stranded talent up there. Um, and that was a whole thing. There was a um, Wrestling Inc. even uh, collected a lot of the information about what was going on there as well. Um, so, uh, Emily, I know you were talking about this on Twitter a lot. You were, you were one of the white sources trying to figure out what was going on. Um, so even to the point where I'm like, I'm halfway across the state, maybe I can help somebody. Yeah. Uh, so I started kind of poking a little bit to see if there was a thing I could do. Um, not that I, could, I don't know. We could have strapped, trapped into the roof, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> so we kind of had some equipment with us, but still, so, so, you know, from what you say, and I think you followed this probably a little closer than I did. Uh, can you give us kind of like the hundred foot view of what, what, what probably happened here? Sure. I can give you kind of the rundown and I'll, I'm going to give a lot of credit to Brian Bell of the LGBTQ in the ring, um, podcast because, uh, Brian was on our show, um, that our episode of Great and Glitter that was released this morning. Uh, Brian was on our show on Sunday. Uh, Brian uh, does an amazing coverage of everything in wrestling that has anything to do with like queer wrestling, queer wrestlers, queer talent, etc. Um, and they had actually they had, had Sally on their show, um, and Sally was the promoter. Yes. Okay. So Sally um, is a wrestling fan and ran a, a um, Twitter account called Transgraps. Transgraps was doing kind of what Tiger Driver did with, um, but specifically with trans wrestlers, queer wrestlers, and um, organized like streams of watching the uh, various talent. Um, put together a Discord server that became a bit became a very popular place for queer wrestling fans and even queer wrestling talent to congregate and discuss and share matches, etc. And sometime late last year, maybe early this year, uh, Transgraps announced that they were going to do their first show, and that was going to be Russell Queerdom, taking place in August of this year in New Hampshire. So at first, this seemed really promising, um, really exciting to have like what was going to be a very like queer-fronted, trans-fronted show. We, we've had, um, Effie's had, he's going on his fifth Big Gay Brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a... a a handful or maybe a dozen or more um, either promotions that are kind of more dedicated to queer talent or um, shows, specific shows that have been ta- uh, geared towards queer talent. But this was trans forward, which I think is, is still such a, a new thing in wrestling mm-hmm. that that was exciting to have it, something that was going to be that, that, forward and becoming something bigger you know obviously nyla over the last few years mm-hmm. and, and and giselle shaw from impact wrestling uh coming out as well yes um you know it's been been incredible for that yeah for that movie. and and then talent announcements for wrestle queerdom started coming out and it was like ridiculous like mm-hmm. venny from japan mm-hmm. um candy lee from new zealand mm-hmm. um giselle shaw got announced sunny kiss got announced 
there were there were so many names popping up on this on this roster. You had um you know you had rising in and increasingly in demand talent from the independents to people who are like signed with major companies who still can contract out to independents. Mm-hmm. So it was it was good, but it was it was too good to be true <laughs> yeah, in my right. mind for two very good reasons and something that probably like anyone who's been, I mean, I'm not, I'm a Mark. I'm just a Mark. I'm just like a, 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 I'm just a dummy, right? Like I'm a dummy who likes wrestling, but I know enough people and I talk to enough people and I pay enough attention. I read wrestling history enough to know that the first question in my mind isn't like who, like, you know, are they going to sell enough tickets? Mm -hmm. Because probably Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. not in new hampshire Mm -hmm. um they'll sell they'll sell a decent amount and what did they stream on were they a pay-per-view were they on iwtv or they streamed on an app called looped l-o-o-p-e-d um so you had the you had to buy the pay-per-view through looped um it's a i guess a kind of a newer service and i was skeptical of that but you know maria canellis and bobby cruz's new promotion uh women's wrestling army they're streaming through Brand Army, which I had also never heard of. So I think people are just kind of experimenting with platforms. They're also involved with Pro Wrestling TV as well. Mm, uh, yes. So I, so I don't know if it's just a non-exclusive thing, but I know they're on there as well. I but, think it's, yeah, um, I, I think it's a shared deal now. But I think yeah. on Brand Army you get, like, because with Brand Army it's like a subscription type thing, you get things first. Yeah. Um, with Looped, I'm guessing it was just the, the best, of, like, the best percentage deal that that Sally who was is it this, this uh, looped the virtual venue yes okay because yeah. it looks like a video chat situation it, it kind of looks so. like a what's the sort of cameo type thing okay but it's but you can do like live performances through there okay um so things started getting a little sketchy like in about a, about a month ago mm. there was your typical social media drama of people like pushing up against um transgraphs like desire to speak for the community. There were wrestlers and fans alike who were saying like, you know, you don't speak for all of us. Like that's pretty like arrogant to assume that like your show is the like voice of the community, et cetera. But there was still, you know, largely a mobilized um, support for it because Mm -hmm. people wanted to see this and fans were excited for it, especially queer wrestling fans. It was a net positive. Yeah. I mean, so far so good, except no one was really asking the question that everyone probably should have been asking, which is, where is the money coming from? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I've I've often said I've been I've been working around in wrestling since 2008. I still do not know how the math works on a regular show, not you know, and let alone a show that has the names right the names so, flights. Yes, anytime you have even a single wrestler on your card that is doing an international flight. And if Candy Lee wasn't already still local, if she wasn't already still stateside, if she had to fly in from New Zealand, mm-hmm. then we're talking at least two international flights there and back. That's, but like, even if that's you have more one, than that's more than a wrestling show. That's more than a Typically. wrestling show. <laughs> yes. Um, so it started to become one of those things where, like, in the weeks leading up, like, I don't know enough people who are asking that question outwardly, but a mm-hmm. lot of people in the like days before the event were starting to, to like privately and discreetly say, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
So it kind of snowballed from there. The card got bigger, more talent got booked, more matches got announced. There was dates and lo- there was dates and location and ticket sales. Didn't they and- get delayed? Weren't they supposed to be earlier or something? I'm not actually sure about that. Okay. Maybe, but I, I don't, I don't know. know. Some reason that popped in my head that there's, there might have been something like there's that. There's so much insanity to the story that mm-hmm. that is the least interesting <laughs> thing, right? Yeah, yeah right. Like, like, <laughs> like we can go, like, I was listening, I'm like, it's like when you're younger and you have like, you can just grab all these pieces of candy. Like you can mm-hmm. do this and this and this and this. But now that you're older, you're like, I can't afford any of this. Yeah. yeah. What the? F- wow. What? Like, um, like, like Candy Lee and 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 people from Japan and and it's like, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's way too much for a startup for something like this yeah and i mean most of these wrestlers were coming from out of town Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. meant not just booking fees but hopefully transportation coverage as well if not also some form of accommodation yeah yeah um and we're not talking about somebody we're not talking about even a money mark we're talking about just a very enthusiastic and engaged trans wrestling fan who had never Mm -hmm. run a show before never run any kind of promotion had no had no connections to the wrestling industry was just a really avid fan who had made a community online, mm. which is cool and awesome, but that doesn't she make should it have e- been looped in with somebody who was a promoter to help them yeah. not make the yeah. the greenest of mistakes, or right? Like, like, or use your support base and whatever little money that you have and sponsor a match through another mm-hmm. promotion or sponsor mm-hmm. the wrestlers that you that you want to see yeah. out yeah. there. Like there yeah. are a billion different ways to do this without taking on this enterprise yourself and okay if you want to do a wrestling show first and foremost no international talent no one who requires flights don't require a single flight person on your show for your first show keep it as local as you ostensibly can Mm -hmm. regional fine Mm -hmm. um also like you said like coordinate with people who know what they're doing yeah we have someone on our correspondent team who runs CFU combat fights unlimited. And when he did his first show, it was very much the kind of thing where he had the ideas, he had the booking, he had, he had the booking ideas. He had the, like, he had enough understanding of it to be able to, to put together the idea competently and Mm -hmm. to start reaching out to talent and do Mm -hmm. aspects of that. However, he was also smart enough to know that he didn't know anything about certain other aspects of it from mm-hmm. production to et cetera. Mm-hmm. So he had that covered with all the partners he worked with. Well, and on the outside, looking at enjoy wrestling, like they came out of the gate, like they, they were partnered with, or they have a connection with fest who mm-hmm. has been doing this for a while in a certain way. And, and, and I always say, I consider, I consider enjoy the like Pittsburgh fast wrestling. Like, like, yeah. and I don't know, I don't know the complete, you know, connection there or anything and, and, and how much that that's true, but like, as I see it and then like, that's how a company like that came out of the gate strong, yeah. you know, and, are, and it's like literally changing the game here in the, in town with stuff. Yeah. I mean, so. and I think it's, re- I, I don't, I know that there's been a lot of people coming out now saying like, well, this is why Mark shouldn't run a wrestling show. I mean, no, no, that's not actually the lesson we need to learn here. (laughs) No, 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 no. The lesson we need to learn here is that, first of all, individuals, one person shouldn't run a wrestling show. It should should be a team. Yes. Also, money. You just need money. You know what you don't have when you have a lot of money? You don't have problems because you can throw money at it. There's there's two things (laughs) I have heard repeatedly that I take to heart when considering as we do 
float the idea of a wrestling mayhem show, wrestling show. Uh, but the idea of you have to have all the money to pay for the show up front regardless, right? And also, don't don't get in the wrestling business. Uh, what was it? You know, was the what was it? The easiest way to 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 lose money is to start a wrestling company. Yeah. Uh, so you know, like nobody's nobody's getting rich off this yeah. stuff. So no. see, wrestlelicious. Yes, exactly. Oh my God, wrestle! Oh, wrestlelicious. Uh, well, I mentioned that we had done a spotlight episode about Mercedes Martinez, and I had never heard of wrestlelicious. <gasps> and then we delved into uh, Mercedes Martinez's. So Mercedes Martinez has always performed Ooh. as Mercedes Martinez, always. Mm-hmm. In in every promotion, every iteration in mm. 22 years, mm-hmm. except for in Wrestlelicious. When was she there? She was Maria Toro. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. What yep. It was a bullfighter gimmick. Oh and it's every God. bit yeah, as bad I, as I you th- would oh assume it is. We, you know how much we loved Wrestlelicious? We, we, we did our own oh. Wrestlelicious raps on this show. Re- <laughs> Wrestlelicious is the type of terrible that I can get behind. I know. <laughs> Right? I mean, like I, I have a guilty pleasure for WoW, so like I'm not judging anybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the situation over the weekend started snowballing really on Friday when it was just a lot of collision of things, bad optics, transcraps. Um, <clears throat> AKA Sally was tweeting out about Venny staying in their home, and that was weird because. Not that like people who mm. promote don't have talent stay with them. Like that happens all the time in the independence. No. And as long as everyone's consenting and cool with it, it's fine. But like you don't necessarily have the promoter out there like tweeting about it and um, talking about watching them sleep. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of that's a little, little off. And then into Saturday, communication really broke down. And the word was, I have this on a verified source that I won't reveal just to protect everybody involved. But um, the ring wasn't paid for. The ring rental wasn't paid for. So when the ring showed up, uh, they had to scramble to get the money, which mainly came from Sally's mother, God bless her, um, who was footing the bill for most of this. Um, The ring hadn't been paid, so before it could get set up, they had to pay it. They had to pay the rental fee. And Sally didn't have a ring crew, so the people who transported had to help set it up. Yeah. Wow. It came out that the major funding sources for this, there were some sponsorships. A couple of like podcasts and a couple of other like um, groups had had sponsored here and there. Um, there were ticket sales, but you know that money isn't going to be available to you right at the gate. No. That takes time for Eventbrite to give you that and money. Same, and same with pay per view too. Right. Um, You're like, not. Sometimes it's a three month. Like it's other services. It's been like a three month window yeah, for some you, people. So. You can't take unless you mm. are only charging at the door. The door money does not count. The ticket money does not count until way later. Mm-hmm. Um, so the vast majority of the funding was coming from, I believe it was a five thousand dollar like bank loan that Sally's mother had taken out to fund this show. Wow. Which honestly, five thousand dollars is a lot, but I don't think it would have even have covered everything. No. No. Uh, so by the End of Saturday, after the show had actually gone on, and the show did go on, that was the big question going into Saturday is, is this going to actually happen? Mm-hmm. Is this going to happen? And things kept getting shift shifted. Um, Eddie McQueen had been brought on to do a roast of Candy Lee and then had that they ditched that for various, for various reasons or time reasons and put Eddie on commentary. Both people on commentary to start with had, had maybe a half an hour of warning that they were going to be on commentary which led to some issues. Um, they were replaced after intermission by other people who did their best. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there was a lot of shifting of the card here and there. And it just, the, the show itself was surprisingly competent. The team that, that did do the production work and actually like for the streaming was, was decent and it looked okay. Like mm-hmm. it looked okay. Yeah. Shots I looked, looked great. Yeah. It looked, it looked way better than I would have expected. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But it, at the end of the night, like by Sunday morning, it was clear that most of the wrestlers were not either getting their full payment or any payment mm-hmm. and they couldn't get a hold of this, pro- of this so-called promoter. Mm-hmm. And, they were scrambling to figure out how people were going to get home. Hmm. And that's probably where you picked it up on Sunday with people just stuck in New Hampshire. I mean, you had cars of wrestlers who didn't have enough money to buy the gas to get back where they needed to go. Yeah. Yeah. And like, these were people who had like stuck their neck out to like help and make this show happen. The only reason that wrestle queerdom actually happened on Saturday is because the wrestlers made it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's, amazing and so inspiring except it's not inspiring because it sucks they shouldn't have had to do that (laughs) like i know it's cool when when people rally to support through like extraordinary circumstances but this wasn't an extraordinary circumstance this was as as sam on as shirley doe on twitter pointed out this is very much business as usual in the wrestling industry Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. when this stuff happens people hash it out all over again but this just happens in mm-hmm. wrestling all the time. People mm-hmm. don't get paid. Promoters stiff people. That like people run Balls one Mahoney, show. Balls Mahoney comes to your house. <laughs> you know, famously <laughs> show. Um yeah. I, I think I I think I this was happening and I don't know if it was Dash Bennett's comment that I was at, but I think I I I, I think I think I responded or quote tweeted somebody says we we do miss Balls Mahoney. We need on Balls Mahoney again for promoters or something. <laughs> so, um, but no, he, he's not wrong. I mean, I mean, we there's been the rash of bad promoters just in the Pittsburgh area too. Yeah, um, and I, Dash talked about one in particular that I know we hear about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, but but a lot of times they don't fail on such a large stage, mm-hmm. and then also the what was attempting to be accomplished with this show, you know, adds a different air to it, unfortunately. Yeah. People wanted it to succeed and the wrestlers themselves wanted to, wanted it to succeed so badly that they made it succeed despite everything that the promoter did to not help that along. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, there's a community that's, you know, I hate to say used to uh, adversity, but you know, that, and then that's, you know, that, that, you know, that's why I think everybody came together so so strongly on this to make sure it happened. Sure. And I think so. it's one of the reasons why they're so protective over yes. each other and why, Absolutely. like, right. in the fallout of all this on Sunday, you had people like Aiden Von England and uh, Kid Bandit and other wrestler and wrestlers who weren't even involved in the show, like Dark Sheik and Billy Dixon sticking, like... sending out the word on Twitter. Like if you are stuck, if you are talent on the show and you're stuck, it doesn't matter if I know you like reach out, we will Mm -hmm. help you. Mm -hmm. There are people from all over chipping in. There's this protective impulse to help the community out. Even when, even when it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be the community's role to bail out someone whose job it was to just simply do what they had promised their talent to do. Mm -hmm. It's really simple. It, the, it's just about money. Like, and there's going to be dialogue about this for a long time and people are going to pick it apart and use this as an example as why, you know, people shouldn't do this and people shouldn't do that. But honestly, the lesson I'm learning here is you just have to have a huguge amount of money handy for something like this. <laughs> like you do. And you have to be smart enough to know that you don't know 
anything mm-hmm. and make sure that you're working with people who know who know more than you do. Mm-hmm. That's that's the case for anything. That's not just wrestling. That's like any creative endeavor. Don't don't any do things business, in isolation. Any business endeavor, any business endeavor. Right. So I mean, as a person that's been doing their own business for well over a decade, I know I don't know everything and I've tripped over myself several times. <laughs> Yeah. Several times. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know. and the worst part about it to me, honestly, the thing that would infuriate me if I was a person who had been massively screwed over by this, mm-hmm. um, I like, I feel like I have no right to any kind of indignation because I didn't lose anything in this. But um, if I had been involved in this directly, my, my biggest issue right now would have been the lack of accountability from this person who has gone radio silence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it. that's not fair. Like you're not, you didn't, you did, we weren't accountable enough to take care of what you were, what you promised to take care of, and now you are not being accountable enough to own up to the fact that you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like you have to eat, you have to eat this shit now. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. laid it, you got to eat it, mm-hmm. and it sucks. But like you, this is on you. This is the mess you created, and it's uh, it's up to you to not. You can't fix it really because other people fixed it for you. But it's up to you to own up to it, mm-hmm. and. Please promise us never to run a show again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No. So, uh, no, it's been interesting. It sounds like everybody's been taken care of, though. Uh, again, I know Kid Bandit was was uh, very big in, in, in helping connect people and help people out there. Um, and there was a lot of people that kind of sprung up from things. So, yeah. I mean, again, you know, so 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 that's good to see. Nothing Nothing bad happened to anybody, you know, trying to get home or anything. I keep so, thinking, like, what would have happened yeah. if there had been an injury on the right. show? Right. Oh, I don't know. What is the, yeah, yeah what is the Athletic Commission like in North North New Hampshire? I think it's so, a lot more loosey-goosey than it is in like, Pennsylvania because, like, in Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't. You can't even look at a ring unless you've got a doctor on the I way. I know, I know. Well, you know how many shows I've been? It was like, yeah, we're going to delay 15 minutes. Why? We don't, the doctor didn't make it yet. And I was like, ah, oh, geez. You yeah. Know? So, um, you know, it's it's to that extent, you know. Um. Yeah, you know, and it's wild when we go to like Detroit, where it's like you're doing what with light tubes, you know? Um, so <laughs> I'm just like, excuse me, you we've know, got a school nurse in the it, background. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, if I need to put I it on a printer, and it's <laughs> like it's, it's it's we're gonna surround the printer in light tubes. Yeah, yeah. And, oh you know, man, thumbtacks. Don't oof. worry, it's gonna be fine. Like I saw stuff I've never seen before, and I've been to how many gathering the juggalos? Um, so <laughs> shit, that show. Oh my god. Uh, anyways, um. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm having flashbacks. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah. So um, no. So I'm hoping there's a teachable lesson for everybody and for anybody out there thinking about their own wrestling show. There's a reason we haven't pulled a trigger on that. So (laughs) like, like I've always, I've often said, and I've joked to like some people around me in the, in the, in the, in the industry. I was like, you know, if I I decide to run my show, I'm calling you. Right. You know, like people have done this for 20 years. Yeah. So sorry. Sorry. 22 i find find things like this really good reminders of why i i don't want to do anything beyond what i do same here same here (laughs) just like i think i'm at the edge of this i don't want to take a bump in the ring and i don't think i want to be responsible for the money for the show i just like i don't think that's uh that's like works for me there, there is a part I, of me that wants to do like one day of training just to like remind myself like no you're you gotta you're, take the bump right you're too old like, have you yeah. ever have you ever taken a bump like uh, a proper bump no not a proper bump oh it saved my life knowing how to do it <laughs> <laughs> so but it's also reminds me to not uh, I, i'm not like man i wish i could be in there it's like oh no i don't no no, no. I'll, i'm good right here ringside i'm, I'm cool you got I'm in right the right ring there. one time yeah I, that's it 
That's all. Oh, wait, the way we it. did the commercial, right? When we did the commercial. That was your only time in a wrestling bumps. ring? Uh, I didn't do any bumps. There was wrestlers surrounding me. At least Matt it. Matt rolled around in the ring for that one that one thing. Yeah. Stay there. Because <laughs> I don't belong in there. <laughs> you're just like, you're like this is not my there. world. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. I, like, I barely see over the ropes. So you know, <laughs> I'm just here on the outside looking in. And you know, just watching it, watching the team, watching the show. Yeah, yeah, yes. I would you know we, I'm glad that we can give Grizz the experience to be close enough to know not to get closer. <laughs> yeah it's like i'm barely doing this right now and this has been a decade project so, yeah 100 <laughs> percent talking on the internet and at least one awkward conversation with dalton castle and rj city <laughs> wait together oh together. yes oh that's a we'll bring this up that's uh, awkward that's I'm, a i want to bring you a video later uh yeah. <laughs> of, of this yeah. situation oh, wow i sent riz to the do interviews at iwc one time he talked to those two uh uh shane taylor was doing something goofy with his shoes off and the promoter told me to take it down uh <laughs> <laughs> you interviewed pete dunn and mandrews before anybody knew who they were yeah. right uh i'm like we're just like who are these kids with all the pimples from the uk that are hanging out here uh <laughs> um, bobby fish and, uh, bobby fish of course um uh but uh yeah yeah you you had a you had a quite a time there and he just absolutely yeah, got was... roasted by dalton and rj oh and God. basically what i consider the pilot the hey ew um <laughs> <laughs> pretty much so uh we'll we'll, we'll 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 share the video with you afterwards emily it's uh it's I, quite a sight I, I need to, to, I need to see this. and then we find out that riz yeah. has the same birthday as rj and yeah. and they're good Twitter friends. And then every time I talk to RJ about and bring up where he is, and he's like, I feel so bad for that kid, what we did to him. He then <laughs> called you he then called me a potato. Then he called you a potato. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Easiest interviews. I just have to say hi RJ and he takes it from there. Um but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. Um, look at the time. Uh, it's almost pumpkin time, so let's uh, let's uh, let's wrap things up. Uh, a chat room. Pump- pumpkin time. Sir? Sorry, that's what I say on AEW because the one guy has to leave like at eight o'clock on the dot because he's got a kid to take care of, um, and put the bed and stuff. Uh, so so I just call it pumpkin time. Um, but anyways, uh, uh it's been and it's been a long it's been a long day with a lot of activity. And at least one instance of the police. Okay, so. We're <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, chat room, please let me know. What did you learn from wrestling this week? And we'll go around the horn here. Riz, let's start with you. I learned that um, in this new uh, finagled world of wrestling, to never walk in mid-wrestling uh, show. Because you have no idea what's going on. Wait, are you talking about in person or... Well, anywhere, but I'm I'm mainly talking about Raw. Okay. Because uh, I was working, and after work, I came in and saw the weird interview with uh, with uh, Bailey and and then the the people in the background coming oh, and rushing and the car crash and everything we were going crash. about outside. We I were saw, picking I saw apart the, the car. Yes, and it was like just one of those things where I'm like, what the hell? What's going? what's going on and then it abruptly stops and then they turn to aj styles walking yes it's like i'm like i'm like i I felt like i was watching uh 
Lost. And I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. <laughs> me watching Lost. So, so we talked about this a lot last night. There were these Easter egg things happening in the background. Like they're interviewing Kevin Owens after he, he beat up and sent Ezekiel to the hospital. And there's like, there's, there's Dewdrop and Nikki Ash in the background. And a car has been crashed into the median. And there's like security and police around them. And they're like pointing and whatever in the background. And nobody is addressing this. And then about an hour later, we had a thing backstage with uh, what was it? You said it was Bailey and the crew, right? Like Bailey, Dakota, yeah, it was and Bailey you know, and the crew. And and you see the said car from a different angle being pulled on a flatbed, and then you see a row of police run by them, and then they do a moving thing, and here's AJ coming to the ring, kind of thing, and like a crossover kind of thing, kind of thing, like artistically, you know, documentary filmmaking style. And then at the end of the night, you get Dexter Loomis, who we barely see on television and is barely referenced, that is ringside after the match, and AJ Styles kind of looks over at him, and then he gets drug away by police. And no other reference to this, other than they put better clips online. And it is... And you know what? I want to point out something. Yes. Putting better clips on there kind of ruined it for me. It ruined it for you. Like, like the Dexter stuff? I they want, do a thing with the car? I want the, I want the, full, I want the, the image of him far away. Yes. For some reason. <laughs> I want that image more. Like far away like, and like blurry. Yes. I don't yes. want the perfect image of Dexter Loomis. Okay. Okay. I got you there. I got you there. So, so to the point where, because we had Matt on, he was with Wrestling Inc. And, and he was talking about how, uh, like, I love that. Like, even, and I got these in my, in the newsletter this morning, um, where, um, and let me switch this over here. Like, literally the, literally the top headlines for Raw last night were WWE viewers puzzled by backstage parking lot mystery. Parking lot mystery <laughs> leads to surprise return on WWE Raw. You know, <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> so, plot mystery. Yes. Yes. So, um, it, because it was, and is, and if you if you weren't paying enough attention, you were just like, I just happened to look up and they're doing an interview, and I'm just like, what's that in the background? Like it's something you easily could have missed if you're just glossing over Raw, like I typically do, because I'm usually doing work while I'm watching Raw, or also trying to watch AEW, right? Um, Wait, so somebody was writing this. Somebody was like, okay, so yes! we're going to have these segments. And then in the background, there's going to be a car crash and like unidentified issues go- going on with like the police and the cars. And we're going to randomly have some wrestlers there too. Yeah, basically. Yes. I, I kind of, I kind of dig that. Right. <laughs> yeah. kinda, like, right? That's like, the kind of like cracked all... out, cracked out shit that I'm like, okay, I'm like, down Dexter, with. Yeah. Dexter's not going to be the big name. He was a mid Carter in NXT, yes. mid Carter in Impact, yes, as well. But this is perfect the way to introduce the raw WWE fans out there mm-hmm. to who the hell Dexter Loomis is, because mm-hmm. it doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. But the guy who who caused a car crash only to get ringside, Ooh. only to get pulled away by cops. Well, it's like it's like you when they brought back Karrion Cross last week. They mm-hmm. they they you know there's not much pedigree of him on the main program. He was on Raw and he looked like a Spartan, right? Um, yeah. And you bring him in like and do the full entrance thing mm-hmm. and have him come out and take out Drew and put a put a, a freaking uh, hourglass out for Roman. I'm like, I don't know who the hell this guy as a typical SmackDown watcher, but you got my attention. 
right? I don't need to know who the hell this guy is, other than this guy kicked ass over here and was an NXT champion, and now he's here and he's gunning for a moment, and he's got he's got he's got he's got this cool entrance and a hot chick. You, you know, it's just like <laughs> like it's all you need to know for the SmackDown audience to be like, what oh, more do I what need is? to know about anybody in life? Exactly, right? Like that's that is that is wrestling arithmetic. Okay, so, cool entrance, hot chick. Yes. Done. Done, done. Especially for the like Fox Network <laughs> television. Um, so like uh, you're not. It's great. It, yeah. it, 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 and uh, and and it's got us interested and it's got us bringing us back in the fold. And it's like okay, now this is what I've been missing. We're really learning in this like iteration of of WWE right now. Like we're really learning who Triple H is the most passionate about from oh, yes. his NXT. Yes. Because think about the people he's brought back are not necessarily even the people that like the fans would have been like bring 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 back. But yeah. like he's bringing back the people he saw potential in. He mm-hmm. knew he could build into mega stars, mm-hmm. and now it's his chance to do so and do so on the main roster mm-hmm. where they like where he believes that they can like thrive. Absolutely. So you've got Dakota back. You've got I mean EO is a no brainer, but yes. like you have and you have people like Dexter Lupus who like Triple H sees something in, and just knowing that he believes him in that much, I'm like, okay, I'm curious what you see here. Mm-hmm. I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm buying in because I'm I. I'm down for what your passion here is. Like mm-hmm. you've got a plan. Clearly you've got to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, 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 it might bring in like India Hartwell. Somebody yeah. Like India yeah. Hartwell Which coming back in. Yeah. Are they still awesome. married? <laughs> I, well, I think, I think they, um, I think, they had a they weird, did they get married? Did the marriage happen? I thought they had, the marriage they had a marriage happened. He disappeared. They partially referenced it in a weird, awkward segment with whoever her partner's, significant other was or something and then like they moved on right and they're just like wait we never talked about it again you know true wwe fashion Aww. you know which is a shame because that was such a it was the last it was the last vestige of that nxt he black spoke. and gold era I mean, and I- he spoke it was the season it was the series finale of nxt black and gold I mean, <laughs> it really was again i i i follow wwe like 0.5 percent but even i was was all in for index mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh i i really hope that those kids can work it out she's the most excited uh, uh i've been when i finally got to download all the uh expansion packs for 2k i'm like indy hartwell's in this this game's good yeah. again uh <laughs> so, yeah. uh emily what'd you learn from wrestling this week well i already talked to nauseam about wrestle queerdom so i'm not gonna talk about the things we learned from that because <laughs> we actually already knew a lot of those things yeah 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 it just kind of um, reiterated <laughs> so i'll say something that i learned in wrestling and i probably already knew this too but it just got re uh it got if you know, reaffirmed uh, 10 times over this week is nobody is having as much fun at their job right now. Nobody is like living their dreams right now more than William Regal is on AEW mm-hmm. television. Cause every time you hear the man on commentary, he is more unhinged and having a blast than mm-hmm. ever. I think we all and he's hanging with his friends, he's hanging Taz with his and JR and <laughs> he's hanging with his friends. He's having really fun times on commentary, just getting to be this weird blend of like, you know, hyper serious combat club, like leader slash, like, like, horny elder statesman because <laughs> he's like making these like fun like passes at Excalibur I think we all like saw the rampage I don't know if oh what does this. he call him man in the mask he says man in the mask you're such a marshmallow yum 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 <laughs> <laughs> and he 
he's repeated too. I think he repeated it again. Like he repeated some form of that. Like later on, either that night or like in Battle of the Bells or something. I like. What? Well, nobody's gotta, having more fun right now. You got to think the man is also not as responsible for as much as he was. <laughs> so he's probably like looser. He's you like know. getting to do this great thing where yeah. he plays tough and hard, but like you could tell he's lighter. You could tell he's he'll, like he'll, a thousand he'll, pound weight right. off his shoulders. He'll do. He'll react to a curse from Danhausen, right? <laughs> I would only counter because you talk about the person who's living out their dream and having the most fun in wrestling. Because yeah. I I was reacquainted with Pat McAfee watching SmackDown this week. Okay, and I'm sorry. And we talked about it last night, and I apologize for the repeat. But watching him with the way overdone nutshot telestrator and and everything during that first match with Baron versus Ricochet, <laughs> and then signing the football and kicking in the audience, you know, oh kind of stuff. Like like and seeing him at SummerSlam, seeing him in per, you know the, his match in person at Mania, I'm like no, like that guy is 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 just all of us. <laughs> you know? Wait, I want to I want to ask something real quick. Did you say he is a telestrator now? Oh yeah, he telestrated the nut shot from SummerSlam. <laughs> repeatedly for like two minutes it was it was obscene it was juvenile yeah he Did just he like draw? this and then okay, he drew good. i think he drew a little penis too as much <laughs> as he could again on network television um but it was just like it was like this is like he is every internal juvenile meathead one of us watching wrestling you know and 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 it works so so well for him. We have such a soft spot for him because we are a mountaineer household. So like <laughs> when he made his introduction into wrestling, I mean, you know, footballers, they, this is something that happens, but like you you don't give it any kind of attention really or wait mm-hmm. to it until mm-hmm. it like deserves it. So like but the fact that like he's done himself really well, he's a good representative for the type of like wrestling fan that you can engage with in like in a light way like i got a really big soft spot for pat mcafee like dude Mm -hmm. you're right he's like clearly having a blast yes getting to do the job of his dreams plus like you know we're mountaineers for life so like we're we're on board plum uh, hearing hearing Corey graves doing the digs on him about like pittsburgh doesn't even reclaim him or something you know when SummerSlam during his match was was you know (laughs) always fun you know just like just like i love i love when uh when elias was coming up and Corey's on commentary and saying elias was down on carson street uh uh playing nickelback or something you know (laughs) was like which is like what <laughs> you know um you know but it, 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 it's always great to see that representation on there and now we got two shows with pittsburgh representation more or less it's uh on commentary which is fun um man and these supposed rumors or whatever speculations are putting in the air on twitter of a Corey graves and pat mcafee match happening down the road oh, yes and geez. please um <laughs> so um i mean they are coming in i mean Raw is coming in. Uh, they are. Weeks. I'm not. You know, I might have to change my flight because I'm coming in late. And now the more I'm like, man, maybe I don't want to miss that show. Maybe I can come back from Florida earlier that day. <laughs> so it's so weird on Mondays to like see the Twitter chat about Raw, and it not be just this endless like mm. like. Complain because every Monday I would read it, I'd be like, Why are you guys watching Raw? This is clearly making you miserable. And now, for the past two weeks, it's been like, Oh my goodness, like it's sunshine and rainbows. And it's like, Oh, hell yeah, there's no way this lasts. There's no No. way this lasts this good, right? (laughs) I mean, has there been a real clearinghouse of like Vince's guys? Because until that happens, you're not, Uh, I'm not gonna get invested. Bruce Pritchard has been demoted, Laurenitis is out the door now. Uh, so Kevin Dunn is. 
what's about the done? Done, done. There's Kevin like, Dunn is like MIA right so, now. So, 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 so the, 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 the word, last word I heard on done, uh, and I'm pretty sure I read this from a reputable source. Um, um, done, the, there's no room to replace him because they let go of his, 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 the replacement they were training during the cuts yeah. and they're not coming back uh-huh. <laughs> because of circumstances. So we're stuck with him. Right is basically is nobody else because I mean for your faults of Kevin Dunn, there are not a lot of people I would imagine that can produce consistently the level of a WWE Rock because or SmackDown a WWE show because as we've stated before WWE shows are aside from maybe NFL Sunday Night Football the best consistent weekly multiple days a week live production on television yeah i mean if if there's no one to to fill that role that doesn't like that doesn't leave you many options but, but also like, what ha- what if something happens to kevin dunn like like just in life right life. like what do you do i mean so there there's there's gonna be continued stuff coming out right yes, like yeah we, you don't know how but long is that too do we lose them for that right there's a headline on wrestling inc about another five million dollars i'm kind of for apparently with vince i guess so <laughs> yeah, you so know it, we're not done with this it, it's such a wonderful illustration of the scale of wrestling like major company versus like tidy nothing like promotion out of like you know in new hampshire because you know you've got wrestlers who are like i didn't get my 200 dollars booking fee and i can't get home versus like there's five million dollars missing from wwe and no one noticed yeah yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and sec is involved and all this other stuff and i'm just waiting for other things to get linked politically at this rate you know with everything else going on right now um because who knows there's a lot of stuff out there um, so it is, it is wild. Walt Disney's going to be just fine with that. So we're, does Disney? Oh yeah. When Disney buys WWE, as I keep saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, they still need to recover. What did they purchase last? Whatever they just purchased. I can't remember off the top of my head, but, uh, I remember that's the reason. Oh, they, they purchased, they purchased week. Fox. So they're not, they're not, they're not cash flush anymore. That was the reason. That's the, that is, that is the only reason. I'm not strongly considering Disney as the buyer. So, and also, who would buy them at this state unless they're getting it for a steal? Oh, I have another thing I learned this week, or actually learned last week, but reaffirmed this week, which is BattleBots is better than wrestling. Oh, we didn't even talk about it yet. I was promised BattleBots talk. Well, here it is. Well, yes, and, and uh, I'm sorry it didn't come up in the first. Time. <laughs> it's okay. Mad Mike did pitch, I think, to Krista Joseph on the show. Uh, a BattleBots Underground crossover at the time. So oh, <laughs> incredible. So it is in a circle. It is out in the wrestling world. Did I spend a lot of time in the past week reading about all the bots in competition in this in the <laughs> current season? Yes, I did. So and I went back because there's there's still a history because I remember McFoley hosted one of the shows and then Chris Jericho did and I feel like another wrestler might have too. Um, like these different iterations of a battle bots, bot fighters kind of thing. Yeah, right? so I, I think there so. probably have been like offshoots here and there, but um, battle bots was a American version of Robot Wars from the from Britain, right? And mm-hmm. battle bots started on Comedy Central, ran for four or five seasons, was defunct for a while, then got brought back by ABC in 2015, and then um, in 2018 went over to Discovery. 
So holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So there's eleven holy seasons of BattleBots. Did did we know this was happening? No. We didn't no. know that secretly this whole time there's been BattleBots happening. Like legacy teams have been coming up. Celebrities have been involved in teams even. Mm-hmm. Like have had like exhibition matches for their bots who weren't regulation BattleBot competition, so they were only exhibition matches. Yes, that's a thing. Was that the Brendan Fraser thing that he was that Mike was talking about last night? Because he mentioned something about Brendan Fraser was involved in something, couldn't make it to the team to be like the celebrity coach or something, but was texting his wife that was there. I don't know. The I love me some Brendan a- Fraser, so like I, I probably would have known that if oh, it had come up in my well, battle bots research. Now we have to have to have that conversation with Mike. So, um, but check the end of the show last night because he, he, I believe he mentioned it on air. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, the last two weeks where BattleBots has followed AEW Dynamite has been like the best mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i leave it aew dynamite and i'm like okay that was fun <gasps> battle bots time mm-hmm. all right what's my girl tantrum doing i was very i was very <laughs> excited i did a um i did a uh adjunct position over at a uh then pti uh pittsburgh technical institute now college i think um and i stumbled on they were setting up to do their own battle bots <laughs> i'm just like oh like this is the coolest school ever you know? like, <laughs> so. was i looking up if it was possible to do battle bots for program for my teens at the library like yes i was mm-hmm. i i don't know that i have the like infrastructure in place but like i would absolutely kill to do like a robot wars style thing mm-hmm. for my teens mm-hmm. absolutely so um, I'm going to scan the chat room one more time and see if there's anything. That was post-show. Okay, that was on our that was on our spaces last night, so I apologize. Um, what did you, hold on. There we go. So no, too. Oh, there's just a lot of commentary while we're talking about it. Oh, I learned this week from Alex Miller uh, out in there, SoCal. I've learned this week uh, the amount of drugs and alcohol Kurt Angle was putting in his, his body is... Uh, uh, we are lucky that he is alive. I think he was subject of the last day and E uh legends or something yeah um, i learned i didn't realize how much aew took or uh, wwe took over a and e on sunday nights there's like three or four hours of programming it's a ridiculous so well, now they now they took over um now the rock and dark side of the ring are working together it's like they're just doing documentaries now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. Vice has been doing wrestling stuff here and there, like where they were doing. Um, well, because they had an art show too, where they were just talking about like indie wrestlers or something, weren't they? Which on one? Vice. Vice? On... They had. Are you talking about the wrestlers? I think it was just called the wrestlers. Yes. Yeah, so there was a series by um, Damien of the band Fucked Up, where he was doing different, um, like little. By the like, way, that's doc- the greatest sentence ever. <laughs> I love that band. And when okay. I found out that he was a huge wrestling fan, I was like, oh, I've never heard this of is it. the I gotta best look, I gotta look it up. Oh, it's great. Um, they're actually in town not that long ago. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so Damien of this band, of this Canadian band, uh, this Canadian hardcore band, he is a huge wrestling fan, but he did this like limited run documentary series where he went to various. He, I mean, he has episodes that are about um, Luchadoras. He has episodes that are specifically about um, Mia Yim and Alice Endangered, some women out of Shimmer. He has mm-hmm. um, he he has all kinds of cool episodes. They're just like little mini documentaries um, about various pockets of indie wrestling. And it's, yeah, it's called The Wrestlers. I, I'm not sure. You used to be able to watch ep- episodes on like Vice TV. I'm sure it might it's be still on Hulu as well because a lot of the dark side stuff's over there. If you haven't watched The Wrestlers, please watch it. It's such a great show. It's such a great little series. And mm-hmm. um, Dark Side of the Ring will often leave you kind of like depressed. Yeah. But yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of The Wrestlers will leave you feeling like, 
really interested and motivated to like find more of that stuff. Or you'll just see some great workers that you're familiar with um, in like a slightly earlier version of their career. Cause he does do like he, there's lots of guys who are, this was years ago. So there's lots of guys who've blown up who were featured on that show. Yeah. The wrestlers is only involved uh, uh, with the live TV with uh, Hulu, it seems. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, it might be on the Vice app, too. Or even just, like, check on, like, YouTube. I, yeah, yeah, I bet, I yeah. bet at least some episodes are around. Yeah. I think it was on Vice or, or IFC. One of those two. But it was it was definitely one of those. Um, I think it's listed. I thought I just saw it listed as Vice yeah. on here. Watchers Live TV. Yeah, it's, it's got the Vice logo on it. So, and yeah, they don't have the legends. They don't have all this, uh, like, the rivals and the biography stuff from A&E on here either mm-hmm. so but they do have dark side of the ring and i think they have all seasons of dark side of the ring so I, I went back i started watching um i don't know if i finished the first season of young rock but they have season two up on hulu and peacock and i've been i've been digging into that a bit and it's just really fun to see it's really fun to see people represented on there that i've met <laughs> like tony atlas is on there a lot because that was his tag partner mm-hmm. or his dad's tag partner um seeing the guy that i know becomes batman bigelow seeing a jerry lawler it's just really interesting how they represent people on there and also just seeing all the wrestlers like this one episode this last episode like they're doing whatever and they're like here's macho man here's jake with the snake you know in the ring doing their things as part of these montages and i'm just like like my childhood watching wrestling is being worked into a sitcom <laughs> you know it's just so weird you're getting to see this like televised version of the television you've watched right exactly that, that layer of inception is <laughs> it is it is. it is it really is um uh alex cars i'll reiterate yeah yeah i learned you need a good team of support to, and money to run a wrestling show um and i think that is everything so they do have local battle brats. There you go. On your on the West Coast? Of course on the West Where? Coast. Of course on the West oh, Coast. West they Coast, got it. Come yeah. on. You guys you're like, oh, with you're your too. Silicon Valleys yes. and your like bro tech cash. Well, when I go to the Silicon Valley next month, I'll be looking for the battle bots. I'll, be at, the I'll be at Starbucks bots, saying, Where are your battle bots? And <laughs> give me a pumpkin spice. Sorry, I'm gonna be coming to you for like the hot battle bots tips for my BattleBots betting league or like start placing like under the table bets. Hey, I work with a company that does <laughs> online bets for MMA. I, we can pitch this to them, by the way. Battle like, bots listen, bets. Listen, I know you're dealing with this MMA thing. I know it's betting things really hot. But we're saying, what do you think about the same thing for BattleBots? So we just yeah, integrated. I mean, they got this nice platform already. I don't know. I think I'm going to cut out the middleman. I'm just going to start my own numbers game. It'll be very low key, like the old school numbers game. We're going to run it out of my out of my house. Okay. Just stop by. And you can place put your put your numbers in an envelope. Your BattleBots bets, uh, and I'll I'll pay out everyone in cash. This, there's no way this fails. And if you have a gambling <laughs> problem, I think I'm obligated to say to uh, you know call one eight hundred gambling, and uh, they will help you with your problem. I think I think is that's one eight hundred. I'm sorry, it's it's literally it's literally something like that. We they, they, we legit have to have the people read it on the pay per views. We do uh-huh. so with the gambling. We just had to go through this tonight. There's like mm-hmm. a whole disclaimer process we had to go through when we're call, doing it. It gets complicated. Call the gambler. <laughs> there's a, listen. There's between that and then one time I had to do a gun bash live stream. And we had to make sure there was a a lot camera on on the the pol- the ball poppers like legally, <laughs> so like logistically. And I found out an hour before the show, and I'm just like, 
okay, let's figure it out. Again, there's so much we don't know about. Who's got iPhones? (laughs) If we learned anything, all of us this week, it's there's so much we don't know about doing shit. Well, that's me every week. That's me every week in every show. (laughs) There's like, we're doing what today? (laughs) All right, we'll figure it out. That's, That's every day of my life. You know, so uh, Emily, thank you so much. It's been so much fun to have you here oh, on the show. Yeah. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad the neighborhood um, uh, uh, treated you some action on the way in the door. Oh my goodness. As you passed the police. I always <laughs> love. I always love Beachview. I always love coming back to Beachview, and it, it never fails to entertain. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, the Riz Riz plays games. Oh, a great glitter podcast. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. Yeah, Great Glitter Podcast every Tuesday. Uh, new episodes drop. Uh, you can find us on Apple or Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, we also have a Patreon at Great Glitter Pod. I I shout it out uh, mainly because we have some fun bonus content on there. And you can subscribe at the $1, $5, level. You get lots of perks. And when you do that, we put the money right back into the wrestling ecosystem. So we're not like holding on to it to like spend on our own wrestling event we are giving it to people who know what they're doing oh, that's a so, good that's a good and, idea uh, for a tier though yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> give us ten thousand dollars and we will run a wrestling uh, show I, I think i did i think if, if it was something like if we got to like a thousand dollars a month we're gonna throw a pizza party or something for everybody which oh is gosh. hard because there's people like literally all over the country so but at that point we would definitely send just send them yeah, pizza yeah, yeah. hut free personal pan pizza coupons and make your own version of book it mm. which everyone will be happy about um slice personal pizzas start making them slice because i don't think they do personal pan pizzas they got different sizes they got a lot of little, little, little guys they got small they got a little pizza pie thing i learned outside of wrestling the best italian restaurant i've ever been to was definitely in an old pizza hut <laughs> in in the house so it was <laughs> fantastic so um thank you so much everybody Riz plays games at sorgatron on the twitter uh to follow my adventures wherever that may lead me um so hopefully to a wrestling show just to have fun and maybe some jazz this weekend i don't know uh <laughs> that's just life right now you gotta wear a little hat it's the jazz I did. They didn't make me mm-hmm. wear a hat last time. I did jazz. Uh, a show. I just, last time you did. No, jazz I I sport? produced the show. I produced. Last time I did. I produced jazz? a stream yeah, for a jazz saying? show. Are you on jazz no. right now? I was in a yeah. jazz. I was in a jazz band momentarily uh, in high school, but. Um, <laughs> We need to move on. So I need to close the show. Thank you so much. You can ask me about my jazz experience at Sorgatron on the Twitter. And uh, and then if you enjoy this, please, of course, uh, follow our our Patreon as well. Throw a buck at her. Throw a buck at us. Whatever. I'm throwing a buck at them, too. Uh, so uh, support. And as I used to say on the other show, we'll go this way. Please support independent wrestling and please support independent podcasts. We'll see you guys next time. Mayhem out.